When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And Insecure Podcast on Post Show Recaps. That's right. We got y'all for the very last time. But I am back to talk the series finale of HBO's, yes, the series finale of HBO's groundbreaking, generation-defining comedy, Insecure. I'm Latanya Starks, and I just got back from an extended vacation, um, but... Well, this one's a little shorter, I guess. This was just like a little tropical week off, like maybe in Greece uh, <laughs> with a friend. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was finally able to get back, um, even there, though there were some flight delays. Uh, but enough about me. Let's talk about our phenomenal panel for this evening's podcast. Here by my side are two of the best in the podcast biz and also just good people, which doesn't happen a lot. So it's great. Uh, first, we have a person who has been sharing many of the opinions that I have espoused um, mm-hmm. about this show, and I am wondering how we're going to sync up this time. We have Mari Forth. Mari, how are you? Hi, Latanya. Um, I'm here. I'm a little sad, but all in all, I'm glad that I could witness this series finale with you guys, with the world. I'm glad it happened, sad it's going, and very excited to talk about it. Yeah, um, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. And next, we have Chappelle, who has saved my ass uh, being the host of this podcast multiple times. Chappelle, and I asked this question fully knowing that you have been Lawrence Hive from the start. In fact, uh, even a fellow podcaster and friend of the show, Brooklyn Zed, said that you would be less likely to be insecure and most likely to be absolutely insufferable during this podcast. Uh, Chappelle, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling great first of all thank you for that introduction i do appreciate that as a uh, card carrying and financial member of the lawrence hive we is back baby we is back it was a 28 and 3 deficit you know and we just came back from behind and here (laughs) we are i mean my guy got what he wanted he has it all he's got the job he's got the girl got the kid and we had an insane trip to get here and so i am so happy and blessed to be talking about this show with y'all i'm so happy that the show is over just because i'm so ready for to see what uh i guess what other big things Issa ray has in store for us mm. but yeah this the ending was one of those like bittersweet moments for me you know it felt like dang this is really over like we really not gonna talk about insecure no more but now i'm like 
sky's the limit. What, what's Easter going to do? I mean, is there a movie coming? Is there like, you know, an extended series? Are we going to get spinoffs? I have so many like hopes and dreams for these people, the cast, and even just, you know, the um, the people involved in the production of the, of the show. So for me, this is all in all a good thing. I'm very happy. Yeah. Um, and Issa Rae is going to be doing amazing things. She's inked a, a new five-year overall deal um, that puts her in partnership with Warner Media um, and gives HBO, HBO Max, and Warner Brothers TV executive rights to her work in TV, mm. plus a first-look film deal that spans Warner Media brands, including Warner Brothers. So basically anything that Issa Rae can think of over the next five years, they get to look at it first and say yes or no. Most likely it'll be yes, and it gets done. So that's pretty astounding. And I'm really proud of her from in just 10 years. She went from the awkward black girl on YouTube to being the queen of HBO and HBO Max. And we just honestly love to see it. Um, So, wow, I know (laughs) it's a lot. This this podcast, I think for us is going to be a lot. So we're going to try to like, you know, do the best we can. I'll speak for myself. I'm going to try to do the best that I can and just keeping it together generally. (laughs) Um, This show has meant so much to us um, and has been a show that has shown us friendship between these four black women, all in different, um, like, parts of their lives, their careers, and specifically the partnership between Molly and Issa growing so much stronger over the five years of this show. We have two dark-skinned female leads on a groundbreaking HBO hit show um, that behind the lines, and we'll talk about this um, even more later when we talk about the end, which was the special that they did um, sending off Insecure on HBO Max, um, but just like elevating the voices of so many and talents of so many black people, like people of color, women, um, you know, like non cis men when like there are white men around. Um, it's, you know, like non cisgender, like, uh, you know, gay men, like just elevating talents, showing L.A. a different side of L.A. than most people think of when they think of black people in L.A. or L.A. in general. And it's just been a cultural moment that I know will continue to reverberate time and time again. So we're doing headlines for the final time where I asked my co-host to tell me what they think is the headline of the episode. So for the series finale, what are your headlines? Are you happy or sad about how everything ended? Are you somewhere in between? And let's mix it up for our final podcast on Insecure and do headlines for each of our four main characters, the ladies of Insecure. We'll start with Tiffany. Mari, what do you think? Um, I guess her headline, which <laughs> didn't get much notice, is she was pregnant again, you know, and... Um, mm. Yeah, Molly's wedding scene, we see she she was pregnant again. So, um it's such a a background moment, but it also is one of those moments where you you feel good for her because 
I'm assuming because we, you know, we don't, they don't highlight it. We just see it, but it means that she's comfortable again. Like she's comfortable enough. She feels supported enough to go through that journey again. Mm -hmm. Um, in light of what happened the first time with Simone. So I'm, I'm really happy for her to see her, um, you know, uh, pregnant with her second, second child from what we know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Lawrence Hive chime in. Are we talking about Lawrence or Tiffany? We're talking about Tiffany. We're talking oh, about okay, the women, okay, okay. and later oh, we'll talk about okay. Lawrence. I thought it was time for the Hive to step up and and reclaim our our position at, at the top <laughs> of the pyramid here. But um, you no, are seriously. a representative, card carrying representative of Lawrence Hive. I am House asking speaker. your mm-hmm. opinion about mm-hmm. Tiffany and where gotcha. you think she ended up. In no, the I, I think Tiffany's story and the way it ended i think it was good i think uh a lot of people might be looking into Tif- at tiffany's story as like the story of a person who is probably like faking it you know like mm. things are not great but they're trying to put on a safe face but you know she has all the things that Issa and molly and them think that they want but she doesn't quite she's not happy but i don't see that i've seen throughout the entire series that we've seen that Tiffany, because she's not a main character she's been able to have these moments and then keep them within her circle, you know, within her friend group, within her her marriage or whatever, and to overcome those things. We've heard about mm-hmm. Derek living in a hotel. We've heard about we've seen her um uh, her postpartum issues. We've seen different mm-hmm. little little tidbits of information about Tiffany throughout. But at no point did it get super messy, you know, to where it leaked into all the other drama that was going on. At no point did it become bigger than the other plot. It was just kind of like in a bubble, you could see that everybody's life is not perfect, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has their things that they have to struggle with. And as if, you know, at the end of the day, Tiffany's, um, I guess her last big struggle was moving to Denver. And although she doesn't love it, she still has the ability to come back and see her friends. They're talking about being there supportive of her. And so I thought like they told a whole story of Tiffany's, even though they didn't get into a lot of the minutia of each of her problems and mm-hmm. still showed that she had the support when she needed it. She has the husband who cares. Um, you know, that's highlighted throughout. Derek is there for her. She has the friends that will go to Denver for her. You know, she's mm-hmm. able to go back and forth between those locations as well. And she doesn't even miss Molly's wedding. So it, even within the years, the year that goes past or the year or so that goes past, she's still connected. And so I like that for Tiffany and I'm happy with her ending as, um, for the most part. All right, Chappelle, let's keep it going. Let's talk about Kelly now. My girl. Yeah, Kelly. Every, everybody's girl. <laughs> everybody loves Tiffany. Yeah. 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 Everybody Sorry, loves Kelly. Kelly. Um, also yeah. Tiffany, but like Tiffany. everybody loves Kelly. Everybody loves Kelly. Kelly's awesome. Kelly, I'm so happy for Kelly. Kelly's pregnant. It's a baby on the way. This is dope. Um, she's got a man. She's very happy with that man. She's been doing Desmond. Like, yeah, she's been doing the the new stuff with Desmond. She wants to have a baby with Desmond. She had never thought about that. She wants to do the other stuff in the booty hole. And so like <laughs> if, like Kelly is like stepping it up. Information no one needed to know. No, but she like, shared it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so, I'm not she sure she shared it, but none of us needed to know that. Issa didn't want to know. We didn't need to know. I, I just report the news. I don't I don't write it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so for me, seeing Kelly grow into this person that she is, it's, it's so refreshing because I remember at the beginning of the season, everybody's like, oh my gosh, Kelly, is she going to die? You know, and she's so like, she's so sad. They're ignoring Kelly. I'm like, y'all, 30 minute episode, y'all. Yeah. Everybody, like, we're going to keep this. Right. We're going to keep this one light. Oh, There's going to be some tragedy in here a little bit, but Kelly going to make it. And so right. I'm happy at the end of the day that we got to keep our Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mari, your thoughts on Kelly? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we got to keep our Kelly. She and got, to clarify, we got to keep our O-U-R Kelly. We yeah. did not get to keep our Kelly. No <laughs> one no one is keeping our Kelly. <laughs> I just want everything to be clear. <laughs> well, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> the clarification. <laughs> it was sounding like we're keeping our Kelly, and we're not doing that. Not on um, this podcast, not in this house. I'm <laughs> I'm actually glad Kelly did get more more screen time in this finale too. Even though I mean I I think some people are like, wow, it, it feels like they rushed Kelly's arc, but I don't I don't think they I don't feel like they did, to be quite honest. I thought this was a good way for her arc to come about. Um we'll definitely talk about it a little bit more in depth when we get mm-hmm. into the episode, but um her finding a man and then choosing to also have a child was very interesting. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I, I definitely want to get into that conversation when we get there. But no matter what, I am happy for her. I am. I like that she asked the preguntas <laughs> and she thought about it and she found her answers. So yeah. I, I'm I'm very happy for Kelly. And I loved that green dress that she was wearing at her mm, birthday party. Right. It was so beautiful. Mm. Um, all right, let's keep it going with you, Mari. Talk about mm. Molly. Of course, like I have been, (laughs) um, I guess Molly's number one fan, Molly Hive all uh, season, if if not for nothing, because I just think, again, Molly's growth has been so amazing to watch. Like it truly, truly is. And I just want more, I want more respect for Molly. I want people to really be like looking at what she went through because, um, I think somebody on Twitter was like, do y'all remember when y'all was uh, cussing Molly out? <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember she, when y'all was cussing Molly out. I was a defender. I was a Molly defender from day one. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I there don't know. There were some I, rough times. You there know? were some rough times. Some patchy, yeah. patchy, you know, patchy air. <laughs> you know? But... Mm-hmm. Patchy air aside, she did a she's done a great job, and I, I think the biggest thing, you know, you, getting married, yeah, that's great. Finding the man in her dreams, yeah, that's great. But the biggest thing is her learning to let go, like just learning to let go and not be as like calculated and, and controlling and wanting everything to be perfect. And I think that's um, that's what she got throughout this the series, and then this episode was just the cherry on, on, on top for her. And her mom passing. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But yeah. Gr- great for Molly. I'm so happy that it ended like this for her. Yeah. All right. So, Chappelle. A good run for Molly. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Like I said, I, when we did the preview podcast at the beginning of the season, I was like, Uh-oh. y'all giving Issa a whole lot. And like y'all acting like y'all acting like Issa is like the shining example of a person no. with Molly over here screwing up. And I was like, y'all really they one and one. They really are. And I, I was able I agreed to, that they were yeah, one and one. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mar- Mari came with me. We were definitely de- uh, tag team in Latanya at that point. But I was like, <laughs> but I was like, you know, this this situation is that you know we are we see these things through through Issa's eyes a lot of times. And so we see Molly's f- flaws a lot bigger because they're coming from Issa's perspective. And so, like, if you're able to step outside of that and look at them two as individuals, you're like, yeah, they're both flawed individuals. But mm-hmm. this season, we got to see Molly dealing with those same uh, conflicts that she had in the past and completely dealing with them differently. 
You know, mm-hmm. like instead of saying like, Issa, you dumb bitch, you're you're being inconsistent. <laughs> She's like, hey, you know, why don't you take a second to think about what you're gonna do before you do it, or why don't you sober up before you do it? Like we've seen her like address arguments, relationships, everything differently, and it all paid off in the end. And so, yeah, I agree. Uh, in my opinion, Molly's the MVP of the season. Mm. Yeah. Nope. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. And now last, but certainly not least, Issa. Who wants to go first? I'll go All right. first. Yeah, let's go <laughs> the party. The protagonist of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, a messy, messy <laughs> season <laughs> for her. <laughs> Um, of and the last is. episode was no different. Yeah, the the last <laughs> episode was no different. <laughs> still messy, still a little awkward, but in the end, she pulled through. She got her. She got her guy, uh, Issa and Lawrence forever. And I'm not mad. Like I'm honestly, I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I would prefer to. It, you know, it was like her, Lawrence, not Nathan. Uh, we. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm I'm very happy for Issa. It it took it's one of those things where it's like it took a minute, but we got here. It's not it, mm-hmm. you know it's the journey. It's also the destination. Whatever. It was good. We here. We in this. We happily ever after. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Aman would definitely disagree with you about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. And finally, Chappelle, what do you think about yeah. Issa and how she ended up? I mean, going into this last episode, I'm probably in the Amon camp of like, you have the things that you want. You say you want these things. Here they are in front of you. What's the conflict? But once mm-hmm. we see how the the episode begins, we then have to do a, a sped up version of Issa's growth. You know, kind of yes. like her. Like yeah. and you get and you get these things very quickly because we do the time jumps or whatever. But it does happen, and you see mm-hmm. it, and you understand that Issa is not the same person that she was in the first episode. Lawrence is not the same person that he was in the same episode, and now they exactly. are right for each other right now. You know, like everyone, like they said throughout the season, like it doesn't have to make sense to everybody. It just has to make sense to you and your situation. And they made sense when it came time for it. And I don't think it was rushed. I don't think it exactly. was like I think they did this correctly because had they done this earlier in the season, then we would have had three or four episodes of them just like preparing for a wedding, you know, or, you know, like mm-hmm. they, like it would have been too drawn out without any of the drama that people are tuning in and saying, oh, the episodes are so boring. Like what? Well, how, mm-hmm. how exciting would the episodes be if they're just sitting around picking out wedding colors, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> just I'd say they, yes to the dress, but like in Inglewood. <laughs> Right. So, like, so, <laughs> right. So for me, I'm like, they did this correctly. I enjoyed it. I was happy with the ending. Uh, it did end a little abrupt to me, though. But um, aside from mm-hmm. that, like, I, I, I thought Issa as a character is a fully fleshed out character. And there, people will be talking about Issa D, the character, for a very long time. Great. That's yeah. a great way to end it up. Okay. God knows we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have not even gotten started, really. Um, it's the end of an era, and we have to send this show off right. But before we do, let's take a moment to throw it to our sponsors. And when we return, we will get into all things Insecure Finale. So stay tuned. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. Chumba.com. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No and we're back. So, this episode, y'all, <laughs> before we get into the device that they use, uh, which is birthdays, which we'll talk about, um, it picks up pretty much exactly where we left off last week, which is Issa being in the middle of a love triangle in the final episode of the freaking television show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's night. Uh, the party is over, at least for Issa and Nathan. Uh, Nathan's pulling up to Issa's apartment and she asks if he wants to come in and talk. And he basically has nothing to say. And she, you know, begs him. And he says what he did back there at the party was wrong, that it was embarrassing. And he's been ignoring this feeling that he's had inside of him this whole time. Um, and that he thinks that they need to step back because everything that like is happening and happens in Issa's orbit is just like a mess and it's too toxic for him. And there, I think he's definitely referring to his own like mental health and like how he is maybe not in the best relationship to be able to manage his mental health, given mm-hmm. like all of the mess that like Issa is so accustomed to. It's just another Saturday night for Issa. But this really threw Nathan. Um, and he's like, you're crying, which, you know, oh God, poor Nathan. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> just not like, don't make that face, Chappelle. He is. He's adorable. I mean, I mean, we only have so much time to sign, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, yeah. so she gets out of the car. Um, and Nathan looks over to her like he basically expected her to fight for him or to come back and say, you know, something else. But like many of these kind of like breakups, they just kind of fade away for Issa. Um, what do you all think about how this relationship came to a close, Mari? Yeah, this is what Chappelle wanted for Lawrence. Like, this is what Chappelle wanted for Lawrence. This is what half of the Lawrence Hyde, maybe the whole Lawrence Hyde wanted for Lawrence. They wanted him to realize he didn't need to deal with her messy mess. And I, as a person who is on the record of not caring for Nathan, <laughs> I will say that every podcast. <laughs> I thought this was, I did think this was good for him, not just to move the plot along of getting him out the way, but he, it did not take him several tries or several chances to realize like, man, this is just not good for me. Like if so, if there's a situation that's not good for your mental health, get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you can easily get out of it, you know, that, you know, putting aside people who are stuck in some situations, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not as easy for them. Yeah. It's, it's easier, you know, and 
I like that he recognized that. I like that he he recognized he didn't like himself around Issa. And then him saying he's he was trying to ignore this feeling that he's had about them not working out. I think that kind of just echoed Issa's feelings. And that's, you know, that's what we've all been seeing throughout the season. I, I think, um, I can't remember if it was Amon or, or another one of our guests who was saying, like, they don't even believe that, like, Nathan, um, it was probably wasn't Amon, but um, <laughs> they weren't sure if, if maybe it was Sasha, if Nathan um, was all in on Issa. But, mm-hmm. like, it just, I think it just confirmed what Issa was thinking. So when she was like, all right, and then he got out. You know, I I think that was the last straw for her as well. And um, it did look it was sad. Nathan, you could tell he he did expect her to put up at least a little bit of a fight, and she mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. I she just shut down at that point. Um, so it was this was a great opening scene, and I, I would just like to say I know I called this last week. I was like, maybe Nathan will break up with Issa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Chappelle, what do you think about these types of like breakups where it's not like a big fight? It's not like a big like you know they have an argument and like things are said. It's just kind of like it fades away, like it dissolves. Because it's not strong enough to last. Like, what do you think about how there's been quite a few of these in this show overall? I think it's more of a pattern with Issa specifically, uh, because Issa, when she broke up with Lawrence, it was the same situation. She was like, "Can't, sorry, I can't go in the house," and that was mm-hmm. it. And Lawrence mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go. You know, like, and that's exactly what happened. And I think Nathan, this mirrored that almost directly. Like, Nathan yeah. was like, this is not working for me. And she's just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, right. <laughs> and, I, and I've said on the record as well that Issa gives up. She does. Yeah. And there are spaces where you can probably plead your case or argue or make a person feel better about the situation. But Issa did not do that in this moment uh-huh. because like Mari said, she probably didn't feel too great about it herself. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, Issa was pressuring Nathan into saying, I love you, right? Remember, she's all like in the I whole like, well, like, we, oh, we well, you won't say it back. I said it to you. Remembers. Like, yeah, they <laughs> they were like, Issa was asking in all the moments. She was asking in the middle of the sex and everything. And she was just like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you the love everything about me? Exactly. But it's kind of like, okay, now that he said it, does he love you enough to deal with all this crap? You know? And mm-hmm. Mark's right. The Lawrence Hive, you know, as one of the speakers, I will say that I've always said, Lawrence, you can do better. Like, you don't need this drama, right? But if that's what he wants, then that's what he's going to get. Like, he, if he's fine with right. it, if you love somebody so much, you'll put up with their crap. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that all the time. Like, you will love somebody, flaws and all, drama and all, mess and all, whether it's to your own detriment or not. And Nathan don't love her like that. He loves himself a little mm-hmm. bit more, you yeah. know? And I'm not saying that's an indictment on him. Rightfully so. Those, know that about you you know what i'm saying know that this is your chance to get out right because i'm not fighting at the baby shower i'm not fighting at the wedding party at the (laughs) going away party like random dudes showing up that you told me i don't have to worry about like (laughs) but but yet he's here like he got a whole girlfriend and a baby mom like a baby mama and a baby and he fighting for you like right i just came to get some meatballs you know so (laughs) so that's why i I support nathan and stepping out of the way but like i said these these type of breakups it's it's one of those things where it feels like there's nothing to be said but they always like when you leave something like this it always leaves room for the what if right mm-hmm. and we even see that later on throughout the episode and that's the same thing that happened with Lawrence for years she couldn't she she can't get Lawrence out of her head because mm-hmm. well we never really broke up what 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 do we say what 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 can I do here 
Uh-huh. The same thing's gonna happen with Nathan, and it just happens, you know, in a sped up pace because of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll we'll discuss that in a second. The sped up pace. Um. So kind of back to the scene. Issa like goes into her apartment. Her phone chimes, and it's Lawrence saying that that wasn't how like a text message saying that wasn't how he wanted things to go. And Issa just kind of looks exhausted. And she sits mm-hmm. down on her couch. She doesn't even get like ch- like changed. She's still wearing that like g- glorious like orange sunset uh, dress that she wore to the party. Um, and she, then she just lies down on her couch and falls asleep like in her clothes. Like that's how you know you've really been through something and you're absolutely just mm-hmm. exhausted, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So morning comes and it comes with a knock on Issa's door and it's Molly and Molly has alcohol and Molly has food because yeah. we love Molly. <laughs> she's, she's just the best. Um, Issa's not hungry. Molly says mm-hmm. that she'll put the food in the stove, like to try to keep it warm. Um, and Issa just says that she's going going to uh, take a shower. And then we have the return of mirror bitch. Um, mm. who was just out of control this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. She says that Issa is down bad and that she doesn't know where to go from here and then taunts her saying you hate to see it. Um, what do you all think about like Mirabitch's kind of progression to, from, throughout the seasons to just being like a fun, happy-go-lucky part of like Issa's personality to being like almost like the taunting like devil on her shoulder, um, and and how do you think that that reflects in Issa's actual like emotional state at the time? Um. So I I thought, <laughs> which and it makes me want to go back and watch it again. But I feel like Mirabitch here was just at, so out of control because this is the moment that Issa's is spinning. So when Issa is spinning and at her most insecure, huh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you did it. Mirror <laughs> bitch is just insufferable. It's but terrible. you know, when she's on the come up, when she's at least in just a different p- uh, place, at least like an even killed place, they can at least go back and forth with each other. Like, um, uh, when we'll see later on in the episode. But what makes me think of this is remember in the Stanford episode when it was like her young Mirabitch self, and they were yes. going back and forth, and and it was really jokey. But then it was also like a twinge of, oh, girl, you ain't you ain't did none of the things we thought we was gonna do. Like either, mm-hmm. like Mirabitch has always been there as a foil for us. Of course, we knew this on a on a macro level uh, as a foil for us to see Issa's inner thoughts. But uh, this episode really showed me to look deeper at those interactions next time I watch the show for um, the the rapport between them to make us feel to, so we can see where Issa is at in her, her journey. Like, is she spiraling? Is she on the come up? Is she down bad? Like, I will be definitely uh, paying attention extra hard, like, next time I watch some of the episodes. Yeah, I definitely think Mira Bitch is just a personification of whatever she's going through at the time. Yeah, right? so exactly. If she, yeah, mm-hmm. if she like trying to hype herself up in the mirror to go out and uh, you know, go out on a date or whatever, then she's in there hyping herself up. But if she's mm-hmm. feeling bad about herself, Mira Bitch is the one to remind her that you're feeling bad about yourself. You know, yeah. it's like on the outside, she's like looking in the mirror for the answers, but Mira Bitch is just repeating back to her what she's already thinking. Exactly. It's, 
like young mirror bitch was like girl you ain't even met ty dollar sign what are you talking about you know <laughs> and now president mirror bitch is like your all your friends and family have things going for them and look at you you can't even keep a man you trying to make decisions right. about nothing but water about crenshaw and all this yeah. other stuff thinking you got all these crossroads and you can't even keep nathan um you know you are down bad and we do hate to see it and that's just Issa's inner thought you know that's exactly mm-hmm. how she feels and unfortunately mirror bitch is uh on one this episode because she's gonna yeah. ne- she's oh not gonna miss God. a chance to let her know that she's screwing up yeah and to me that just is so reflective of Issa's emotional state that it's hard like to watch <laughs> thank you yeah reflective I, I walked right into that one um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's hard to watch because like how many of us have had like not necessarily a mirror bitch, but just like those thoughts in our head that are like doubt or mm-hmm. um, are, you know, telling you that you're not good enough or whatever it is. And then Issa says, I just want to fast forward to the part of my life where everything is okay. And that mm-hmm. was like one of the first parts in the episode that really hit me. There are a lot of really good quotes in this episode and we'll talk about, uh, which was your favorite later. Um, but that was like one of the things that just really struck me as just like, I don't know. I just felt that like, yeah. Ari, what do you, what do you think about that quote? Yeah. I think a lot of people felt it. That was one of the quotes of the night on um, Twitter last night. Mm-hmm. It's just like, how, you, no matter where you're at, you, so you cannot tell me that, none of us like at least one person you, you know what i'm saying like everybody's had to have had that thought like no matter so what relatable. like no matter so where uh-huh. you're at you know isa's having it here in her like early 30s but you know some of us had had it in in high school or or junior high or struggling in your early 20s like that is one of those thoughts that literally i i feel like resonates with a lot of people just because there's always parts of of your life where you're just kind of like i just want to get through this am i going to survive this you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. no matter what your personal struggle is it's like can I get through this? Can I get to the part of my life where everything will be okay? And I, you know, uh, we all felt that. And I, I know a lot of people on Twitter were asking, who wrote that line specifically? Exactly. I didn't know. Yeah. Were they in my house? <laughs> right. And especially like in the year 2021, during a global yes. freaking pandemic, which right. despite everybody wanting to pretend that it's gone, it is not. It has come back with a vengeance, though it never really left. Um, and so people are really just getting to the point where we're just like, can we get past this time and be okay? Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like, it was prescient while at the same time being very like relatable to everyone. And Mm -hmm. especially like with this whole, with the pandemic, I'm sure that whenever that was written, and I think it was Issa Rae who like ended up, who wrote this episode. Um, that it was like written during the pandemic um, proper, like the beginning of the pandemic when like we really mm. didn't know anything and everything was like just terrifying. Not that it's not terrifying now. I was but, about to say, <laughs> you know, it still definitely is. But mm-hmm. the fact that we, you know, this was probably written one, one and a half years ago and we're still here um, mm-hmm. at that spot. Yeah, yeah, it was just one of the quotes. It like rightfully one of the quotes of the night. Chappelle, you got any thoughts? Nope, I agree with y'all 100%. Okay. This is going to be easy. We just like 
say the word Lawrence and then Chappelle perks up and then like he mm-hmm. agrees with us for everything else. I like this Chappelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with this next scene, we come into the device that's going to characterize this entire episode. And it's all centered around birthdays to mark the passage of time, um, which is interesting given that in the first episode of the series, um, Lawrence forgot about Issa's birthday because he was so depressed and like going through like his inability to find a job, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you all think about this particular device as a way to center the episode and to denote the passage of time? I think when you get into your 30s, uh, you get into real life happenings. You have your own family, your own friends, your own like uh, careers and stuff like that. And you're not able to keep up with the same people that you saw way back when. A lot of times it feels like that. It feels like you only see people on birthdays and weddings and Facebook, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and, like especially once you've moved away. Like somebody lives in Denver, you don't go see them every weekend. You see them right. when something important happens. You know, if there's a, a birth or a death in the family or something like that. Mm-hmm. That brings you together, big events like that. And so I didn't mind them using birthdays because honestly, that's when I see a lot of my friends. You know, I yeah. get the invite mm-hmm. and they say, exactly. okay, fly in. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll be there. You know, yeah. well, we're having we're having a housewarming. I guess I got to make the trip, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, but that's real life. You know, you don't get to see your people all the time once you get, you know, moving in your career. Mm-hmm. And once they start getting family, we all get busy. And so um, using birthdays as kind of like um, a marking point for each of their their travel or their gatherings, it made a lot of sense, um, especially because we know the women had already decided that they were going to try to make each other's birthdays at least as like the bare minimum for their friendship. And then they yeah. just sprinkled Lawrence's birthday in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We correctly pointed out last week that it will probably be just skipping around to their birthdays and that's such a, a great point Chappelle because like as you were saying it I was sitting here and I was like oh my god all of my friends who have moved away the last time I saw them were at people's birthdays yeah you know? exactly mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like it is a convenient excuse that is great for you know continuing friendship because no matter what like they said in the previous episode you don't have to be in the same city to still love your friend mm-hmm. you know you can go to birthdays or not go to birthdays and your friends, you know, should know that you still love them. You know, one, one missed birthday should not be the end of a a true true friendship. So I, I, I like this plot device. I, I, you know, I do kind of wish we at least maybe got like a date for the birthday. That would be kind of nice. That would have been good. So you all don't think that this uh, made things seem too rushed at all? There was a lot of ground to cover in a 41-minute episode. We finally I mean, got more than 30 minutes, everybody. <laughs> to be quite honest, uh, I, 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 I was expecting it. I was, mm-hmm. I was expecting it. Like, there's no other way. We, like you said, we started the episode when, with them still in a, uh, in a love triangle. Yeah. And it, the preview had hinted there was going to be a time jump. So nothing about it surprised me. And, um, and I, I think it was a smart way now that, you know, Chappelle pointed out that birthdays, the, the series started with a birthday and it ends with a birthday, specifically Issa's. So um, I, I was fine with it. I, I didn't I didn't have any problems with it. Personally, I thought that um, the time jump would be bigger. I thought we were going to yeah, do like mm-hmm. a five year yeah. time jump yep. and they were going to come mm-hmm. back and, you know, Simone going to be like 10 years old and yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I'm baby number three and Kelly going to have her own thing. And everybody was going to be updating each other on their lives. 
So I appreciated that they took smaller jumps. You know, the, yeah. the time jump could have been two months, then four months, then a month, then mm -hmm. four more months, you know? Right. So that I like that inconsistency because it's not like, uh, like the dream sequence starts and then it opens back up and everybody's fine, right? Like yeah, you get to right. see how time is like affecting them in the real time and how they're dealing with it. Exactly. Yeah. I did think that this device worked a lot better than the one that you just referenced in the episode where there was like the like fantasy um element. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um I I also think that this was it was needed in in and it it moved a lot of plot line specifically Issa and, Issa and um Lawrence because them getting together, even though it might feel rushed in one episode, if you really stop and think about it, it took still another like two years yeah. <laughs> for them to be together. And, and when you factor in that time jump or, or a year or whatever, it, it, it you know it factored in even more time, which again makes so much sense when you're dealing with so many outside forces. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one of the things we praised in the in the second episode for that first time jump of a year. And I was honestly, I was kind of sitting here trying to calculate like how many years have passed since the actual beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to pinpoint because like, you know, we opened on Issa's birthday in the first season. W the next time I think they celebrate Issa's birthday is like in season three, if I remember correctly, something to that effect. And I don't even remember if we get too many of Molly's birthdays in there to try and figure it out as no. well. So no. I, I'm trying to figure, and then at the very end of the episode, I'm like, why is Jaw that big? So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really like sitting here struggling and I'm, and I'm, and I'm wondering if it kind of is just like, um, a, like a five to six year, um, overall, yeah, you know, overall, uh, time jump elapsed i don't know yeah but no, i felt the same I way when i saw simone i was like wow <laughs> that so is a grown everybody woman. kept saying simone looks so big and when i when i rewatched i was like no that's about my son is <laughs> not even three and yeah. he is like half he's half of me so kids yeah, these days are big. i don't know what it is it's the hormone they, no that's true so like yeah. <laughs> my nephew is like everyone thinks he's four or five and yeah two exactly same so. <laughs> yeah so i was like that she didn't seem too big to me like on the rewatch i and that's another thing like the one of the reasons why we definitely are doing this on a monday is to give us more time to like really soak it all in mm -hmm. you know get some more information and to do a rewatch um yeah. and to get like all of our our thoughts together and i really the rewatch was definitely needed for me for this episode because i am not gonna lie uh the first like 10 minutes of the episode i i was kind of like whoa what is just happening i i knew the time jump was was happening mm -hmm. but i think it took me a minute to understand what was happening in some of those stories especially like the first two um so uh yeah i i liked it i like it better on the rewatch everybody go watch yeah it i was just about to say <laughs> i encourage everybody to rewatch it again it mm -hmm. is so much better on the rewatch than it you really would ever think mm -hmm. and and that's like very rare for a series finale um, normally you have like the adrenaline going into it. And for, uh, for me anyway, I'm like taking notes the whole time. So I'm kind of watching it out of time with the rest of people. Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, experience it, experiencing it really until I do the second watch. Um, but it, it's one of the rare series finales that I've ever seen that plays better on a second watch. So definitely go do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of time passing, it's Molly's birthday. 
and uh, we are um, at Torian's house, I think. No, we're at Molly's house because it's like her closet that she's yeah. going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's like a big birthday for her in terms of like she's meeting Torian's family, like her family is there. People from the firm are there, which is so sweet. Like she's, I don't know if she ever would have invited people from our old firm into her life. Um, and Tiffany came back um, from Denver. Um, she just says it's great and they're adjusting. And you can kind of tell that she's lying. <laughs> like completely <laughs> lying about this. Um, and like trying to make herself feel better in the same way that she did when you all talked last week about like listing facts about Denver. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is a city. Yeah. <laughs> there are mountains. Um, and so then we meet Desmond who is apparently Kelly's rebound from Daniel Kaluuya. Um, (laughs) Do you have to date someone in order to have a rebound from them, Chappelle? Can you just let her have this one? Can you just let her have this? (laughs) I'm just asking a question. Can you just let Kelly have this? I'm just asking a question. I don't think so. I'm st- I still betrayed every time one of my celebrity crushes like goes and and does something dumb. Rihanna, and so uh, oh my God. You know. I, uh, we let's not. We can do a whole podcast about that. I would like to do it. <laughs> I oh my God, I, that was triggering. Don't, like you, never again. You, you shouldn't ask. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So when asked how they met, they just start laughing at each other. Um, and that's like a, a running bit throughout the the episode. Whenever like anyone is asked how they met, like the person that they're with is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Issa goes in to check on Molly um, and to see like where, like why it's taking her so long to come out <laughs> while the people at work are like speculating <laughs> about Torian and Molly and like being really funny about it. Those two women at work are really funny. Yeah, um, at, like at Molly's job are hilarious. Um, so Molly is trying to pick out an outfit. She's really nervous. Um, but it's great to see how far she's come. Like she is meeting Torian's family. Um, and you know, she says to Issa another like great quote, um, thank you for telling me to celebrate myself. Um which is like something that a lot of us, especially as black women, don't take time to do and aren't encouraged to do, honestly. Um, so that's something that is like a really important quote to me that I think is great as well. She chooses an adorable dress. I'm happy that she took as long as she took to get ready because her dress is great. And um, they come out and Torian is holding this cake. Um, and they're singing happy birthday. And I just love the way that Torian and Molly are looking at each other during the scene. It just seems like they are completely in love with each other. I know there was a little bit of rancor last week when I was not on the episode about, uh, Molly and Torian, um, because Amon again does not approve. Um, but what do you all think about this relationship? Really? Like what, like, where are we with Torian and Molly? Um, Chappelle, um, I mean, I can just go ahead and say, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Mari, but the two of us have been aligned. We don't see any issue with this. They look happy. Yeah. They seem like they get each other, that they're very much in love, especially in this scene. Like they, those two are acting. Okay. Cause the eye contact, the smiling, the yeah. way they're, the way they're moving, it's kind of how you see Lawrence and Issa move sometimes, you know, is where you like, you can feel the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And so for me, 
there's no question about it. This is the person that I am fine with Molly ending up with. There's no drama there that we've seen. There's no like, there's nothing. There's nothing. And so for the people who were like, no, what, Tori? And oh my God. It's like, yeah. fine. And get over it. I'm sorry. She found somebody that she likes and he likes her back. I know. Concept. And he's yeah. not going anywhere. Like he told yeah. her in last week's episode, I'm not going to get sick of you. Like I'm not going anywhere. And he just seems like the sweetest person. And like, I started thinking more about like why I love this couple together so much. And part of it has to do with the fact that they're really similar. Like they're both a little prickly when they first meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are both pretty competitive in terms of like work and trying to outshow like everybody at the firm. Um, it, they just get each other they just didn't have the opportunity until they went on like the uh conference like you know the trip with their job um to really realize that they were soulmates um and and it was something that was like said with a look early on in that episode when she was like still when when molly was getting information about her mom at, at the hospital and was told that she was fine notable here is how beautiful Molly's mom looks at uh, Molly's birthday party um, mm-hmm. that they are. She's there to celebrate her daughter, of course. And it's so great that like the two families were able to come together along with like the friends as well um, to celebrate yeah. this birthday. Um, yeah. It looked like uh, Tor- Torian's brother was there with his yes. wife. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. And, and what is I the just- actor's name. <laughs> Sean, he has three. Sean names. Patrick Thomas. Thank you. Yeah, there it is. Sean Thank Patrick. you. That save the last dance. Can y'all save the last dance? dance. Yes. That's his. I, I'm sorry. Save the last dance. Those is his whole name. It's a hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know that man that saved the last dance, I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> we know him. We I know just, him. I just didn't call him, him by his name. name. The name his mama named him. Save the last dance. <laughs> um. Wow. Don't yeah. yell out that saved the last dance when y'all saw it. I know y'all was like that saved the last dance. There you go. I was like, oh know. my god, who? Uh, that's that's what I did when I saw him. I was like, man, ah, who is this? Go back um, next yeah, podcast. I, save the last dance rewatch. We're doing it. <laughs> I would happily, no, I would happily <laughs> do a save the last dance podcast <laughs> if we could also do. A I center can't hold stage my podcast. No, no, save the last dance podcast. Oh, Mm-mm. we got some things to say. <laughs> we, we could, we could definitely talk about some things. We can, mm-hmm. we, you know, we've got early. Um, uh, God, now I'm. I don't remember anyone's name, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on yeah. away from Kerry Washington, who you were thank you for. Uh, early Kerry oh. Washington. See, was it what? Save save the last the last dance. Dance. You gotta call her Olivia Pope. See, that's why y'all don't know about your names, because y'all be trying to call them by their slave name. Call them by what they mama named them. That's <laughs> Olivia Pope and Save the Last Dance. Jeez. Wait, I was she even was, trying oh, to right, think right, of right. Olivia she Pope, the, uh, but I couldn't think of it. She was the sister? Was she the sister? Yeah, she was yes. his sister. <laughs> okay, not the girlfriend who was like, I'm gonna... <laughs> no, that's Beyonce's sister. That's Bianca Lawson. Jeez, Bianca do I have Lawson, to do everything? The forever team, the forever team, <laughs> <laughs> forever teenager, AKA Beyonce's Beyonce a- sister. A <laughs> <laughs> woman has so been funny. playing a teenager in movies for the last thirty years. She was still <laughs> playing one like six years ago. That I know. Like I'm Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, it's, shout out to Bianca Lawson. It's wild. An icon. It's amazing. Yeah, that gift. Her gift takes me out every time. That they'd be all over social media now. She's like, I'm gonna go. What she say? I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> we are off track. We are off. Okay, let's get us okay, back on the sorry, rails. Guys. It's okay. We had to talk about Sean Patrick Thomas. It was very important. 
Um, okay. So next, we uh, it's time for Issa's birthday, um, which we realize is a surprise party. She like quickly runs in. Um, so apparently she's chosen Crenshaw. Let's talk yeah. about that for a oh, second. Yeah. That's a really big reveal that we get in this like surprise party um, that is kind of just glossed over and like accepted as fact. But we knew from like a couple episodes ago that she was trying to decide between uh, nothing but water and Crenshaw and she chose Crenshaw. So what do we think, Mari? I mean, I'm glad. Like, I mean, we have the benefit of hindsight since this uh, was an uh, expedited episode. Um, But I'm glad it worked out. And it it makes sense because it seems like this is what she wanted to do. She wanted to be authentic to her roots. she just also wanted to make money as well. And it mm-hmm. looks like she finally has done yeah. well. So <laughs> I, I'm very happy for her. And and I mean, why Crenshaw couldn't like pop up like one last time? No, we're good on one him. We're done. <laughs> we didn't need that. No. Thank you. Apparently, Crenshaw was one of the possibles for um, Issa to end up with in the end. Uh, I, I'm not talking about all that. I just wanted to. See I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, like behind the scenes, like right. no, it was it was Princess Penny and and Issa Rae talking about like because they wrote like three or four different scripts for the finale. And I'm so glad that they didn't try to insert yeah, Prince John until I would have been. I would have been on this podcast with a whole different energy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the, they talked about like different people. Uh, coming back into her life or introducing someone that she had that none of us had ever seen and her ending up with them and then eventually decided that you know when they had that perfect date uh right mm-hmm. before Lawrence found out that um that Condola Condola is, pregnant. is pregnant um that you can't like set up these two people as soulmates and then not pay that off later is how they ended up justifying like yeah, um, Issa and Lawrence ending up together, and that makes sense because I—that I, is the episode I literally go back to. It's I, beautiful every time. Yeah, I love that episode so much. It's, I do too. I love and it. Just shout out to Issa Rae and, and, and Jay Ellis too, because I mean, from the moment this show started, you could see the chemistry between Issa and Lawrence, and it wouldn't be the same show if if it mm-hmm. wasn't the two of them. You know what I'm saying? If there mm-hmm. wasn't that connection, because I think the reason why a lot of us rooted for them is because we could see that connect that connection. You could feel that connection, and that's something you cannot manufacture right. with actors. You you know, right. sometimes like you, you really can't. The story can try and 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 make it feel that way, but you just can't. I, I hate to take us back to a dark spot, but again, how mm-hmm. I met your mother. I'm not rooting for Ted and Robin <laughs> because Ted and Robin have no chemistry. But anyway, <laughs> like I said, I just thought it was great. I thought that was a great ending, and I can't believe that Crenshaw was a possible. But again, can we get Kofi to just like? Kind of just we don't like need stand that. on screen. <laughs> we don't and did, need that. Did come, the pipe burst? Is his shirt off come, for some reason? Is he kind of business partners? Yeah, yeah, he he could be the evidence that the pipe is burst, so that they, yeah. can, you know, the ruse could really. I don't want to talk about Kofi's pipe. Listen, <laughs> moving on. So I thought it was a cool way to get her there for the surprise party because Issa's yeah. reaction was great. You know, she was happy to see Koya and Molly working together. They work together. They put the, yeah. the everything aside. Exactly. Um, and Issa <laughs> don't even have to start her OnlyFans to pay for the pipe birthday. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and um and Koya said in lieu of gifts, 
She recommended that people send donations to the block and they're up to $5,000, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. Um, you know, of course, Molly is there because she helped plan it. Kelly and the mall are there and they are still in a fight. Um, I love that. I love that part so much. I was like, okay, I'm good now. Like, what do you say? Uh, Amal said, I, I bring the funk. I, I, I turned it into a function. And Kelly said, you turn it into a funky because you yeah. stank. <laughs> she was like, so good? proud. She was so proud of that. And then she just hit the like drink out of his hand, which was not scripted. It's just oh, Natasha really? Roth. Yeah, just Natasha Rothwell being amazing. Um, the that only person on the show who went from the writer's room to being an actor on the show to being a director of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, too many talents. She's um, amazing. Yeah. My grandmother would say they're devilish if they have too many talents. But <laughs> I don't believe that about Natasha Rothwell. I think she's <laughs> Um, so anyway, moving on. Um we're in, we're getting into the party, you know, uh Molly and Kelly um are helping uh to find some to scout out some birthday d for isa mm-hmm. um and they find somebody and isa's like i got this i don't need a warm up like i'm going to go do this myself and then somebody was like i woke up and chose confidence which i thought was really great and i would like to see it on a shirt um then we learn that Molly has spoken to everybody at the firm about starting an estate division because Kelly is kind of complaining about her job and this deadline that she has. Uh, Kelly's been hesitant to get back to Molly about this, but now it seems like it actually could become something. And later on, we see um, that she is, in fact, working at the firm. So what do you all think about this like career transition for Kelly? She's now working with Molly at Molly's firm, Chappelle. Uh, I don't know. I, it's still, you know, a capitalism, right? It's still a job. But, you know, this is what <laughs> Kelly does. It's still so, a capitalism. Right, yeah. It's still a job, so whatever. I, I, I wasn't like, oh, snap, Kelly, you made it. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, from one job to the next. But it does seem like something that Kelly's really good at. She has really good bedside manner. We've seen when she talks to Molly's family where... Mm-hmm. We know her as the jovial one, the one who's making all the jokes, the goofy one. Uh, but she's able to put that to the side and, and use that comedy to put people at ease when yeah. having cool conversations. Um, something that um, I could work on, honestly. And so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed seeing you know, being able to step into something that she's naturally good at. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Like, I, it it's Seems like again, I don't know how careers work in the insecure world, but she seemed like she was a like a what like a CPA, a CPA, or like yeah, You're certified right. public accountant. Yeah, and so I I didn't know how those go hand in hand with lawyers. So um, this is really cool that that Molly was able since she got a partner's ear, huh, 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 <laughs> uh, she's able to <laughs> swing that for her, and it's just good looking out, you know. Yeah, it was really good. So like, essentially, starting at a state division would mean that Kelly would be in charge of doing for other people at this law firm what she did for Molly's parents and getting all of their affairs in order in terms of their finances, life insurance, things like that. Um, so that when you pass, you don't die intestate without a will. You don't die in a way that is going to create uh, more problems for your family. So it's actually like this firm deciding to like invest in Kelly so much that they're making an entire division um, that she 
that it, she inspired. So I think it's fantastic. I'm really, really glad that Molly was able to do this. Um, so Issa <laughs> runs over quickly um, to talk to them because she needs a, a like a wine wipe because she accidentally uh, spit <laughs> red wine on the dude's shirt that uh, was potential birthday D. And then mm. rut row Nathan arrives. Um, I love that he gets called Nansford again because that's my favorite name for him. And I was mm-hmm. wondering if that would come back. Um, but it's a, just a really chill kind of like uh, happy birthday. Like he comes in just to say he apologized for saying all that stuff he said that night that, you know, they broke up because he was hurt. Um, and he just hopes and Issa just hopes that people come into each other's lives for a reason. Another great quote. Um, because she doesn't want him to regret anything. And uh, Nansford says that he doesn't regret anything. Um, so he just stopped by and said it was good to see her. Um, and that was it. And there was like a moment of real closure there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, M- M- uh, Mari, what do you think? Yeah. Finally, like somebody like <laughs> initiated some actual closure. <laughs> right. Thank you. A concept. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> Nathan's exactly. been going to therapy, everybody. Yeah, like, the only one. one. The only, <laughs> the only yes. one. Like, Molly go to therapy. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is perfect. Like, I when he, you know, when he first showed up, I know we were all like, "Oh God, what he doing here?" But, right. Um, I I'm so glad he took the time out. They needed this. They needed this type of closure. Um, and. I think he did a good job. I didn't think he needed to apologize, to be quite honest, because, again, I think he did what mm-hmm. was best for him. Um, but I love when Issa said that, you know, she believes that you come into each other's life for a reason and he she didn't want him to regret anything. And he said he didn't. So I, I, I like that. I feel like she could have done a little bit more apologizing, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's very true. You know, uh, some people come to your into your life that that saying whatever seasons reasons whatever right but like um <laughs> branches, I, I the season yeah. yes <laughs> roots yeah roots, branches, we all leaves. know we've heard of all yeah yeah we all heard it roots. exactly so um i'm just glad that they both realized like they helped each other in in different ways and in, in what they needed i i truly believe that and i'm glad that uh they realized they are better apart than together um, yeah. 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 These conversations are needed because if Very it had much. happened differently, if Issa had ran into him at the right aid, we do oh another whole season of will they won't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw exactly. should I text him, should I call him? We looked at each other. Oh my god, he's funny. You know, and so yeah, this is what this is what stops the potential thing that happened with Lawrence. You know, like this is ha- when you end it and you say, These are the things that you know don't work for me, these are the things that don't work for you, and then you look at each other and say, So we can amicably split now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with all the the what ifs and uh, what could be's. And so, yeah, seeing yeah. Nathan pop up was first. I got excited. I was like, go get your girl. Go get her. Go get her. Yeah. back." But, <laughs> but then I was like, no, he doesn't want it. And that's OK. And she doesn't want it either. And that's OK. And at least they both agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely considered Nathan as like in game. Um, as well. Um, mm-hmm. Issa Rae said when she sat down like at the beginning of the season to like start writing things, she thought that maybe everything with Lawrence had just run its course because sometimes that happens in relationships mm-hmm. and that uh, it would be her ending up with Nathan uh, in the end. And then she rethought it and was like, nah, you know, Lawrence is my man. 
So like, yeah. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I think is right. Um, so then, you know, they continue to, to hunt for more birthday D and, uh, mm-hmm. we end up going to the next scene. T- even more time has passed and the whole team is in Denver. The ladies have gone to Denver in order to, uh, celebrate Tiffany's birthday. And Tiffany does not seem happy. She is not happy about being in Denver at all. She said she did not sign up to be one of the real housewives of Denver. She yeah. doesn't have a job. She doesn't know anyone. And Derek's family have like are over the novelty of like their child. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Simone is the only black girl in her class at school. Um, so, yeah. What do you all think about, especially given in the past of what we've known about the very dark times that Tiffany has had and like her mental health journey. What do you all think about this for Tiffany? Like, this is terrible that that she's having such a hard time. Like, how do you think she's getting through it? I can't, I could not imagine that. Like you moved, you moved somewhere because, you know, Derek had a, got a really good job offer. That's what we were told um, Mm -hmm. in, in Denver. So it was something they couldn't pass up. So that's why, uh, <clears throat> that's why they went out there um but then like her not having a job like wow i mean i guess you know the cost of living is so much lower i would assume i mean no matter what every place is lower than denver i mean then sorry la so to be new homeowners and, and she's like yeah i can't believe it yeah, we we do have a house here um but to for her not to find a job, I, I was very taken aback by that. Because what does she do? Like PR, right? Yeah. But I guess, you know, PR is higher in LA. So I, I just thought they would have had that planned out before they got there. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Like you would have gone job hunting before you left. Because yeah. there are, you know, especially now, there's all kinds of ways to interview. You can interview over Zoom and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and there, there's no shortage of PR work in any town. I can tell you from experience. I lived in Tallahassee, Florida and worked in PR and was very busy. So she's in Denver. Like there are plenty of opportunities out there. Um, one has Mm -hmm. to wonder whether or not like her race plays a part in the fact that she hasn't gotten a job yet, or maybe she's just really depressed or maybe a combination of both. Mm hmm. So that's that's sad to hear. Um, but I don't know. On, hmm? I, uh, I don't know. Like they had like two weeks notice when they were going to move. They didn't have a lot of time. Like when she told her friends they were moving in two weeks, um, like literally the weekend she after, knew before that, that she told she found. Yeah, no, she said that it was a very quick turnaround. I remember her saying that. So it's not like they planned this for months. He got the job and they had to act on it. And so I don't think she had a lot of time to look for the job. But as far as like having employment when you get there, yeah, it's probably a lot of PR opportunities out there. But you got to remember when they first moved out there, Simone was smaller and, you know, preschool versus daycare. You know, like daycare, we know that's an arm and a leg. And sometimes it's cheaper to stay at home and take care of your own kid, especially when the grandparents don't want to help than to pay for daycare. So maybe there was a personal choice at first to not, you know, go find employment right away. But now that she's in preschool, yeah, she's got to pick up the slack and get a job and all that stuff. Um, So maybe there's bits and pieces of that. I don't know if we have enough information to think like, you know, that there's something going on there. But, you know, Mm -hmm. finding a job is hard sometimes. And maybe it's, like you said, a combination of all the things that you were talking about with her race with being a woman 
or being in Denver, you know, uh, as far as Simone Especially, being the hmm, no, oh, sorry, going. no, no, keep going. No, I was just going to say in connections, because that yeah, seems like yeah. a business you have to have connections. in. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just moved out to Denver without even able, having time to plant those seeds and to kind of mm-hmm. uh, like lay the groundwork for what is going to be for her career. They just moved out there on a whim um, for Derek's job. Uh, but as far as Simone being the only black girl in class, did they not tell you that you were going to be a decimal point? Like they told you yeah. that, right? Oh well, yeah, <laughs> like, they oh. did say that last episode. <laughs> oh my god! Like I said, Chad, mm. don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> he is oddly like the truth teller of, of the men's <laughs> of the <laughs> of the men's group. He is oddly the truth teller, and and mm-hmm. Tiffany is the truth teller for the the women. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, apparently, Issa has met someone. And he is a giver and she is a taker. So at least she started to acknowledge. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least she know it. About time. He's been five seasons. Yep. <laughs> she's acknowledging the fact that she's a taker. How cute is Simone? She's just the cutest little girl. I, yeah. I adore her. And she, they had her like dressed really cute. I was just excited to see a little baby, I guess. Um, and also it's, Interesting to note that none of Derek's LA friends come out to visit. So, right. you know, it's really telling just like how much the bond is there between these women um, that they are willing to like, you know, come out and see um, to see Tiffany. Um, the next scene, um, Molly and Issa are in Tiffany's kitchen and they're talking about how proud they are of themselves for just what we were talking about for all coming out. Um Molly's working, but Issa convinces her to stop and have some wine juice um, as she made up one of her songs. And as uh, she's getting Molly a glass, she sees a pic of um, of Lawrence and Elijah. So it's always just like he's just always kind of in the background of her thoughts. Like they they do a really good job in this of this episode and just showing like Lawrence is always lurking somewhere, basically. Um, and then Molly asked uh, Issa, what would you have done if Lawrence had not been interrupted by Nathan? Like, what would you have said? Um, and Issa says that she doesn't know and anyway, it's too late. But Molly says it's not too late if you really want it. And that gives something that gives Issa the opportunity to like think about that. And that's another great quote that we should all keep in mind not just about like significant others. Like if you really want something in life, it's never too late to pursue it. Um, so I'm glad that they said that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. It's um, almost like Chad said that on the last episode when he told Lawrence he didn't fight for his relationship. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. In, insufferable on this podcast. Okay, bye. Absolutely just insufferable. Uh, he's so, not wrong. He's not wrong. He's just, you know, <laughs> right quoting the, quoting the big Lebowski. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um then a really sad thing happens um molly gets a phone call from her brother curtis and he's like talking really quickly she can't understand him and then she just breaks down in Issa's arms and starts like this guttural scream and that's how we like you know know she says something about her mom and that's how we know that Molly's mom has da- has passed away. And Yvonne Orgy is so good in this scene. Like, 
she turns on a dime from like being fun, happy go lucky. I'm on vacation with my friends, giving advice to my best friend to just like this heart wrenching scream, like this guttural scream in this scene. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of had to sit with that. Um, what do you all think about how this was done and how like, and Avon's Avon orgies like, um, performance there. I mean, of course the acting was spot on. It was really good. Um, Avon did a great job of, um, evoking some emotion, you know, making people feel, however, man, I did, I did not need this. I think I said last week, I was like, right. I, I don't need a character death. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and they're like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it just sucks because I, 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 it was the one thing. I think Chappelle, maybe you said it, but it's like, it wasn't the one thing to put the, the, you know, to kind of dampen Molly's happiness. Like, and Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I really don't feel that we needed it, especially since it, it kind of felt glossed over with the rest of the episode. All it did was make me feel sad every time I saw Molly on screen again, you know? So I, I don't, I don't really think we needed it, but. I mean, I get why I get why it was there. It was there to drive home the point that sometimes, you know, life happens and, and it will, it, you know, that'll come up later. But life happens and sometimes, you know, uh, it gets in the way of connecting with you and your girls. Um, but I just uh, I didn't need that. Or strengthens the bond that you have with you and your girls, because True. like there's nothing like having a tragedy and then like seeing who is with you like during that time who is like there for you during that time but yeah uh, Chappelle what do you think I I did not like this I did not want to feel sad during this already like weepy series finale uh I agree that I didn't want to feel sad but I didn't (laughs) dislike this as part of the story um Mm -hmm. I have uh and I don't know I can't I speak for you obviously but I I have felt that emotion where you're fine and then you pick up the phone and you're not fine. Yeah. And, and that is something that Yvonne Orji does amazingly, but I experienced that last year, you know, like one minute I'm ha- I'm living life. Everything's normal. I picked up the phone and then boom, you know, and then that's it. Guttural scream and everything. Like, it, I don't think it was a guttural scream for me or more like a delay response, but eventually I got there to where it just feels like, like a part of you is missing. And mm-hmm. and you didn't have any preparation for it. And I think Molly, I mean, honestly probably had more preparation than I did. But like even yeah. in the moment, you know, you're having a good time. You're not thinking about the worst case scenario anymore. Things are looking good. And then boom, it happens. And it's so real because that's how life happens, right? Yeah. Like you, no one knows the time and the day and all that good stuff. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And so from there, like in that moment, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't like this because it's making me feel stuff and I want them to be happy. But happy, <laughs> happiness is not the most honest emotion, honestly. You know, it's mm. one of those things that a lot of people put on top of everything else to kind of mm. gloss over it, look no further than Tiffany, you know? So yeah. for, for us to have to actually feel with Molly <laughs> in that moment, it makes you appreciate every other scene that Molly's in because she can never shake that feeling of this loss. Um, I've heard, you know, before that grief doesn't go away or it doesn't yeah. get smaller. You just grow around grow it. Grow around it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we had to watch Molly do that. Whereas the next momentous moments of her life, there was no mom there with her. And it sucked, but it's real. Everybody does that. People die and then we go to work. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and that is the case. And and then birthdays come up and we celebrate them and funerals. Or happen we again. don't, yeah, yeah. Or we don't yeah. celebrate or them. Or it's impossible right. to celebrate mm-hmm. for it's, a while. Yeah. But that's all real emotion that people deal with all the time. Uh, and that I think it would be disingenuous not to show that moment if they want to go there. Like for me, yeah, I would love to have been a, a good celebration of all the things happy, but I don't know if that's the truest representation of life. And so I'm okay with it just because the rest of the, the episode does a good job of tying it in with all the rest of the themes throughout. Good point. Yeah. But, all right. All right, Chappelle really bringing it tonight, people. (laughs) Per usual. (laughs) For the first time ever. Um, Mari, always fantastic. Chappelle, finally stepping up. It's okay. (laughs) When the people people re-listen to the podcast after they re-watch the season, they will see, you know, that y'all have been dragging me throughout this bad boy for 10 episodes, (laughs) and I'm just happy to have Um, (laughs) y'all. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, after this break <laughs> where we're going to hear <laughs> from our sponsors. So we will be right back to discuss the series finale of Insecure. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So, it's Lawrence's birthday. And we see Lawrence FaceTiming with his mom and dad. And his mom is singing her very unique version of Happy Birthday. Um... And his parents, they, they ask about Condola. They really like Condola. I love how his mom is like, she's got one braid. Very sensible. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. you know, he... <laughs> one braid. One um. braid. Uh, so he ends uh, his phone call with his parents because he has plans. Um, and then he gets a call from Issa. Um, he did not expect... She did not expect him to answer on his birthday. Um, which is ridiculous because you called somebody <laughs> and you, you know. <laughs> hey, I relate to that. I call people hoping to leave a voicemail. I mm-hmm. want to do really? happy birthday, just thinking about you. Just wanted you to, you know, just wanted to say blah blah. blah talk to you later, yeah. bye. And then I'll have to talk to you until your next birthday. <laughs> 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 Horrible. 
Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying, sometimes I do call people with the intent of leaving a voicemail. Like, this doesn't yeah. have to be a long conversation. I just want to tell you something real quick, and then I can go. Got it. Yeah. And can we just, real quick, though, like, we we didn't get any condola in this episode. Um, yeah, which kind of sucks. It, uh, it really does. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I just want to, I just want to say like, you have been, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I've seen stuff like on social media where people are like kind of dragging Condola still. I'm like, y'all, to this day? the last episode, yes. yeah, to this day, to this day. And they're like, they're like portraying her like she's bitter, like she wanted to be with him. Uh, like y'all, mm-hmm. have y'all not been paying attention? No. She doesn't want to be with him since season four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they have been making their own drama in these 30 minute episodes. That's why they was yeah. all upset all season. They're like, exactly. what, about, what about all the things I made up in my mind? Well, girl, that's not what we're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I will point out that Lawrence, when he was talking to his parents, he said that uh Ja and him had lunch with Condola and yeah. she was and she took him for the night. Right. That sounds like joint custody situation where he has he has job a lot of the time, or at least he has custody of job for the time being, because took him for the night is not he went home to his mother. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was a uh, an interesting choice of words. I'm like, okay, now what situation have they worked out here? Because it sounds like Condola came to pick up Ja and not the other way around. Huh. To me, I just thought of it as like they're they're sharing custody. Like maybe yeah. she took him on that night because she wanted Lawrence to have a good birthday. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, they have some kind of agreement in place and they're clearly co-parenting very well. Very yeah, well. Like, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm pointing exactly. out. The fact that it just seems like it's yeah. so structured now as opposed to like just pop in whenever you can, you know? Right. I'm, yeah. And him moving back to LA had a lot to do with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think. So it's good that he was able to make that sacrifice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, uh, Issa says that he sounds great, Lawrence does, or at least he sounds like he's supposed to sound, and this is one of my favorite jokes in the episode, Louis Armstrong is the only one who shouldn't sound the the way they sound, (laughs) Um, and then she does, like, a little impression. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I think it's just because it was so random, and it, you know, like, Issa just being Issa and just being awkward and not knowing what to say. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she says that with everything that's been happening, um, she's been thinking a lot about things and didn't want too much time to pass. And she asked to take him out on his birthday and maybe they can go to dinner. And then they're interrupted by a doorbell because, you know, it is his birthday. He already has plans, which is something that Issa maybe should have considered before <laughs> the day of his birth. Um, and he lets her know that they have plans. And so she kind of quickly gets off the phone before they can even like, he can like finish sentences, a, fe- a sentence about like maybe get plans in the future. Um, and then, you know, calls, uh, Issa calls Molly. It goes to voicemail. Um, because clearly Molly is still dealing with the death of her mom. Yeah. And sometimes it can just be overwhelming to pick up the phone or even like yeah. answer a text message and you need to just like, be with your feelings and like not have the world kind of like seep into that. Right. Um, and then Lawrence is gorgeous date shows up. Like, mm. Oh my God. I, I, <laughs> I feel like you need for us to talk about this woman being attractive, but we can't talk about any of the men being attractive. Right. On the show. Nathan is so cute. Don't you just think Nathan is so cute? I Nathan is so cute. Like that. Who said that? Mid, Who said that? Mid, Who said that? Mid, <laughs> I don't sound like that. 
Latanya's like, and on this thing, you know what, Nathan is so cute. You know what? And I say one thing, and now it's like, I'm look at Chappelle, the woman that, out there. That actress looked familiar. I really wonder if she was like somebody. She looked like really familiar to me. She was bad. Either way, I saw somebody said uh, somebody <laughs> said uh, on Twitter, Lawrence and Issa really wasted uh, half of LA's time. Playing, They went on so many dates, <laughs> yeah. so many just randos, random people, yeah. just ran- complete randos. Um, um, but that woman was really beautiful, so yeah, I'm sure that we will see her again in something um, <laughs> because she's gorgeous. Um. So, see, equal opportunity time here, Chappelle, is what I'm talking about. It's okay to talk about the attractive people on this show of attractive people. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That was my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the next scene, we get Kelly's birthday party, and this is where she's wearing that beautiful, beautiful green dress. Um, Issa shows up with her date, Nasir, who kind of looks like if um, Lawrence... And um, what is his Daniel. name? And Daniel had a baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> be this guy. Yeah, he was like too handsome. Like, I was yeah. like, you were just too handsome. Sir. Right. Like, get out I of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it like a lot of hair products. That's the one thing I would say. It looked like there was a lot of hair product going on. But like, so he was funny. just, it, it's like too sexy, too sexy. Like, you can't. Yeah. Turn it down. Turn yeah. it down. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That is so funny. We go from like one second, like we have equal opportunity to celebrate these attractive looking people. And then this man was just great, like, oh my God, you're so pretty. What the he hell? Was. He was. Like, you look so look he was gorgeous. He like looked unreal. I was like, why is yeah. this on, why is this happening? Yeah. Why is and this, like, so like, right. is this <laughs> a robot man? Like, did like, someone what? build him? It's yeah, just one of those things, alone. too. It's <laughs> one of those things, too, where I can't date someone who is more attractive than me. I I cannot. I refuse to do it. He was outshining you out here. (laughs) She was in the background. I know. It was it was ridiculous. Like I mean, just a beautiful couple, but like you the focus drifts to him. (laughs) And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's just my opinion. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nasir, feel free to come through (laughs) at any point. Um. All right. So and do what? No, <laughs> 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 well, like uh, finish your sentence. <laughs> just, you know, prove you're a human man. Prove you're like a real boy. <laughs> oh, show he, You want him to show you his manhood? You heard? No, I never said that. You said I, prove you are a man. <laughs> don't know manhood me now. That's what you mm-hmm. said. I don't recall. <laughs> okay. Um. So. No one um, on this show can answer how they met each other. It's still really fun. <laughs> and OMFG, this is what I typed in all caps. OMFG, Kelly is pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah, this is such, I think, great news. Like, she realized that she she's still with Desmond, who, you know, still we don't know how they met. Um, her, the person that she, her Daniel Kaluuya rebound. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya rebound and mm-hmm. they are having a baby and she was just like I didn't want to have anyone else's kids but I want his kids right. um, and <laughs> he has me doing things I never thought possible and we talked about 
one of those things earlier in the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't, doesn't need to be repeated. What do you all think here about Kelly's Kelly's news? Are we excited for like little mini Kelly? She going to be a good mom? Um, Of course, I'm always excited when people are excited. But I, I feel like they kind of miss something here because I, you know, uh, as a mom myself, as somebody who wants more kids, like I, I can't relate, but there are a lot of women out there who do not want kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're underrepresented right here. In, right, right there. They're, I feel like they're very underrepresented in media. So yes. it would have been nice to her to kind of stick to her guns about that. Um, because I, I'm pretty sure a lot of women who get who tell people that they don't want kids gets the same type of thing of like, oh, you'll change your mind later, or yeah. you know, like it, I, I. So it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that representation, but you know, I like how she put it. She said that you know she thought she didn't want kids, but she met somebody she did want kids with. So yeah, I mean, at least it doesn't feel like she's being forced to have those kids. You know, you know. Yeah. Right. So it seems like it's something she does. She does. She actually thought about and wants. Yeah. At the very bare minimum, if that's going to be, you know, if that changes her mind, at least it doesn't feel like she is being made to change her mind in order to stay with that man. You know, right. It's just like, uh, it's, it's, thank you for bringing that up, Mari, because Mm -hmm. it really is one of those things where sometimes you're almost looked at as like, what's wrong with you? What do you mean you don't want kids? And it's not that I don't love kids. I love kids. It's just that, like, you know, I this isn't this is an issue that is like really important to me because I like several years ago was having a lot of issues um that required surgeries, um, like a lot of like um essentially like reproductive issues mm-hmm. um that left me in debilitating pain. It's the reason that I had to leave law school. And every doctor that I spoke to, when I told them, like, what I would want, all said to me, well, you wait in five or 10 years, you're going to come back here and you're going to want to sue me because you wanted kids all along. And you just didn't, you know, you didn't know it until like, are you are you married? Are you dating? No. Well, you're going to meet Prince Charming and Mm -hmm. then you're going to want kids. And I'm just like, that's so reductive and it's so misogynist. Yeah. And just and assume it, that. And it's one of the reasons with me, like working in healthcare, reproductive rights is like such a like a sticking point with me. And just like you're saying, ask how many women who, who have rather get a hysterectomy than deal with their endometrius, uh, you know, uh, pain yes. or, or from their cystic pain and doctors refuse to do it. Yeah. Or if you're married um, in order to get your tubes tied, they have to have a signature, the signature from your husband. The husband. So it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's very annoying. And um, yeah, Latoya, I'm, I'm sorry to hear, hear that, but like, what, do you, what did you think? You, did you think they could have kept Kelly like, you know, wanting to maintain not having kids, or do you feel like that? Do you feel like the the, char- the character betrayed anything, or are you okay with it? I'm kind of. I have mixed feelings about it because mm-hmm. I don't think that everyone needs to be like a nuclear family. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't mm-hmm. think that everyone needs to be like the like go down the straight like um like classical like 1950s route of like a house and 2.5 kids and a dog or whatever. As I lose my voice during the podcast. Um, I just, uh, I was hoping that maybe there would be a character 
who was able to find love still, but that mm-hmm. didn't have to revolve around having a child or, right. you know, adjusting their own expectations about what they wanted from life to have a child. They mm-hmm. worded it incredibly. Like you said, yeah. the way that they put it made it like made it touching. Like it was touching for me um, during the scene. But I do think that it would be great to have some representation of women who are childless by choice because we're out mm-hmm. here and we're not monsters. And a lot of the mm-hmm. times it has to do with like reproductive rights issues um, and like going through a severe amount of pain to mm-hmm. maybe only just end up not being able to conceive or having miscarriages or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just, it's out there and it's something that especially the black community faces because like, yep. you know, we have like been sterilized uh, like forcibly for like centuries um, and told what we could and could not do with our bodies. And it, I was just hoping that maybe there would be like one holdout, you know, that didn't need like the perfect classical like nuclear family. But um you know, if it makes Kelly happy and she seems to be really happy, then I'm happy for her. That's how I feel I about think, that. I mean, I agree with both of you. And I, of course, you know, Latanya, you know, your your um, health issues and things that you've dealt with. Of course, my heart goes out to you for that. And for anybody who's Thank dealing you. with that kind of stuff. Uh I think for the show, maybe, and like, and I say maybe because we don't have enough time to talk about that, right? But my, I think in the show's perspective, maybe they were trying to give uh, another layer to Issa, right? Like, so this is the mm-hmm. thing that, um, like, they're using Kelly as a way to push Issa's storyline because it's not about Kelly. It's about Kelly's has this this thing that's happening in her life that Issa still feels like she's not catching up, right? Mm-hmm. So. So Tiffany has the marriage and the perfect family. And even Kelly has like now a family and a guy that she's really into. Molly has the guy that she's really into. Issa is just watching all her friends move forward. They could use a different mm-hmm. device. They definitely could have used like Kelly was getting engaged or something like that to do the same right. thing. But, but like, why what, use what any of at. those devices as a way to like make Issa feel less than is my point. Well, like, I think that's Issa. I think that's Issa's insecurity, right? Like the mirror bitch at the beginning of the of the episode was saying, like, girl, you a mess and everybody else is doing stuff. Like, and then yeah. Issa's like, Well, just like how do I get out of the mess part? Like, how do I get to the part where I'm okay, where I'm mm-hmm. where I want to be? And so I just think that that's the story that Issa tells. Now, do I think that that's a fair thing to put on anybody? No, of course not. Like, what? What? You should not be comparing your life to the happiness and the yeah. accomplishments and the uh, and, and the monuments in other people's lives. But that's who mm-hmm. Issa is. You know, mm-hmm. Issa has always wondered like, why I can't like from the episode one. She's like, I can't be like Molly. Molly is everybody loves Molly. Molly's good with the men. She's good with the women. She's good at work. She's that's Molly. She's a people. I am not Molly. And I think. Throughout, Issa struggled with that in different areas. And this is just Issa looking at all her friends moving forward so that she can kind of come to grips with her being herself. At least I think that's what the story is trying to give us. I just don't necessarily agree that they should have. I also think yeah. that this drive home drives home the point of Molly's absence because Molly was not at Kelly's birthday. Exactly. You know, we, we assume she's still still dealing with her mom's passing. And when Kelly and um, 
Tiffany start to talk about baby stuff. They're like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like, oh, we're going to go baby shopping. We're going to do this. And Kelly's like, I'm nervous. And she's like, Tiffany's like, okay, I'll be there for you. You know, they, it starts to turn into background noise for Issa because she starts to step away. Mm-hmm. She like, she's, she's she giving lonely. them their time. Yeah. She feels lonely. And she, you could tell there's no Molly. It's kind of like she's looking around for Molly because this is what, what would happen when, you know, Tiff and Kelly start, you know, bestie, be, bestie you know, being yeah. besties. And they, then now she, they can bond over a baby in addition to like everything exactly. else mm-hmm. they're best exactly. friends about. And Issa's bestie is not there. And that's why when we uh, go to that next scene, it's her in the bathroom trying to call Molly. And Molly's still not picking up. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we've said from jump that the true relationship here that we should be tracking. And I, and I give us a lot of credit for that because mm-hmm. the show does not outline it as that. But regardless, mm-hmm. going into season five, the three of us have always said this is a Molly and Issa show. It has nothing yep. to do with Lawrence and Daniel and all these other people and Nathan. They're fine, but it's really about the friendship between these two women. And so this mm-hmm. is the moment where we see that void the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, so, yeah, she can't get a hold of Molly. Nasir is there, just, like, pulling focus, um, trying to take her mind off of things, trying to prove he is a real boy, so I would say. And um, it, uh, like, I already said this, like, you know, the the mix of, like, Daniel and Lawrence is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mirabich. Uh, says that like I can finally claim you as like claim you to my friends like you you're starting to have like a semblance of what other people have around you um, and then Lawrence calls just as uh, Issa says that she's in the bathroom trying to get sexy for Nasir Lawrence calls and Mirabitch is like do not answer <laughs> the phone <Yeah>. call <laughs> you dumb bitch it is never going to work move on and, you know, it's just like, how do you know that, essentially? Yeah, um, what real Issa asked Mira Issa. Right. How do you mm-hmm. know that? And, you know, we end up with this scene being that the call is ignored and she goes to get you know, to Nasir so that he can take her mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is fine. He's just too attractive. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> should be banned. Um, mm-hmm. But that's fine. Um, so yeah, we're still getting these like ships in the night kind of like, um, uh, you know, two ships passing the night interactions with Lawrence and Issa. And it really is just like, so drawn out at this point, like over years, it's like one of those epic love stories, really. (laughs) So, uh, it's Molly's birthday again. So it, I, you could say, I guess one year has elapsed, but like, yeah. again, like with time being really nebulous in the show, it's difficult to say. Um, so Issa asks how Molly is feeling and it's really hitting Molly hard because, you know, her mom, as we noted earlier, was just there last year celebrating her birthday. Um, so Molly misses her mom. She tries, she keeps trying to wrap her mind around the fact that she's gonna you know keep having birthdays without her mother um and then Mm -hmm. they realize that like you know life gets in the way sometimes um and it it, that really it like is another scene that hit home um my aunt who passed away who like helped raise me we had the same birthday december 22nd and um 
I, I, I have struggled in the like last three years since she has passed away trying to figure out how to celebrate a birthday without her because, mm. you know, we always were together in some way, shape or form. And our birthdays were always like a bigger deal because normally when your birthday is that close to Christmas, you're just kind of screwed, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have like rich parents, which we were not rich. But with her, like on my side, we were able to like pull for a little bit more. Um, and like, you know, we had a lot of great birthdays together. Um, so it really did hit me when when Molly is like trying to figure out on her birthday how she's going to like do this for the rest of her life. With time keeps moving, but her mom is not there. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah. How did that hit you all? I mean, it's just... It's tough. And it, it was just, I was glad to see Molly again mm-hmm. um, on the screen because technically at this point she had been missing for about three, two or three scenes here. And I mean, it, we, we didn't get any clo- closure from her mom's, you know, fu- funeral or none of that. We didn't get to see that because it didn't right. revolve around a birthday. So um, hearing Molly realize that, life gets in the way and stuff gets in the way but that they were that they're still there for each other it was it was a really good good moment and it you know you don't want to say it'll get easier because like we all said it it doesn't you just kind of grow around it Mm -hmm. um but i i do i think Chappelle, what Chappelle said earlier really is making me think more about that uh her mom passing and how it 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 is crucial it was a crucial point and, and probably was needed um to help bring home molly's character arc here yeah just completed i mean her character arc through this series has been phenomenal mm-hmm. but just like putting her through a different type of adversity you know normally it's with her career or it's about like the men in her life mm-hmm. but this is about her family who we know throughout the show that she loves dearly. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it really hits her hard. Um, right. And that's a great point too, because it, it is payoff. Cause I mean, we, we got a lot of Molly's family in season um, uh, three. three. Yeah. Three and four, I think it was. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. this, this was the payoff to it. Yeah. Um. So, all of the, uh, the talking about payoff, we see that uh, Kelly is at work <laughs> with Molly because um, mm-hmm. Molly is uh, having this phone call with Issa from work. And Kelly's like, you need to leave and get out of here um, because birthday sex only happens once a year. Um, so you need to try that thing that I told you about. But it, if you pass out, it's OK. But if he passes out, then you need to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't even want to know. I don't even no, know. No, no one wants to know these things, mm-hmm. Kelly. Stop I it. Would, I would like. I would like to know the things, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know the things. Let <laughs> me DM Natasha Rothwell right now. Just I just want. I, I have questions. I have questions. I, That's all. Ask her. Yeah. yeah. Ask for the podcast. them for you. Yes. For the sake yeah. of the work. <laughs> Yo tengo preguntas. You know. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes. So then Issa um, gets off the phone. She like texts uh, probably Lawrence and like looks off wistfully. Um, so she, excuse me, ends up meeting with Lawrence um, at the new space for the block. 
and she gives him the grand tour, <laughs> which she imagines it was going to go a lot better um, mm-hmm. than it went. And it really didn't um, because it wasn't that much space and there was not really a lot there. You just kind of had to imagine what it would look like. Um, Lawrence just, you know, points out that she went from we got y'all to I got mine, which I think mm-hmm. was a really good line. Um, and Issa says that she doubted herself and went back and forth about what she wanted and was afraid to look dumb in case nothing worked out mm-hmm. and uh, realized that it was nobody doubting her except for her and Kelly <laughs> and sometimes them all, <laughs> but <laughs> mostly her. Um, I thought that was like a really good quote, too. Um, this episode is really just full of gems. Like if, if you're rating this episode, like a series finale in terms of like, you know, life quote lesson quotes alone, it gets like a 100% in my opinion. Agreed. Um, so then, um, you know, Issa basically had to believe that it would work for it to work. Like the, the power of positive visualization is actually very important and it's Mm -hmm. something that's not like talked about enough. So, uh, Lawrence, you know, looks into her eyes and asks her, um, do you believe it'll work out? And Issa says the magic words, I'm okay with finding out. And then they kiss Mm -hmm. and they knock over some coffee. Um, (laughs) but, but this is it. Like this is in this very quiet moment in her like empty office. Um, this is where, she finally, she and Lawrence finally like get it, and they're finally like soulmates, you know, and they yeah. they get together. Um, what do you think about this scene, Mari? Yeah, no, it it made sense and it was perfect. Like this is why we came here. Like again, the minute that the two of them are alone in this space and they're talking and they're Issa's being awkward, but then Lawrence comes with the gems. We got y'all. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> the, the, it, ugh, the chemistry is just effortless. It truly is effortless. Yeah. And it's the reason why we keep getting sucked back in, even though we're, you know, we're normally like mirror bitch when we yeah. can give it up. But the moment they are on screen together, it is just, amazing to witness so i love this i love how she's talking about work but they both understand that they're talking about each other exactly you know she it's applying the same exact lesson to to the both of the relationship and with work and it's just it's just a perfect scene like this is a really this has to go down yeah this this will have to go down as like a, a really good like black love story scene like you know again i hate to make the reference but it, it's definitely better than play me for your heart that's for sure if you like romantic comedies then this scene is for you like if you like the the like resolution of what happens in a romantic comedy. This is like the perfect scene for you. And if you want to see a black love story that is like literally taken, like it's gone through years of time, like in the Mm -hmm. making, um, then this is the scene for you. Chappelle go off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have much to add. I I do take some umbrage with the word uh, soulmate. Um, because I think what Issa's saying here isn't we are meant to be forever and ever and take me, it's always right. been you, blah, blah. I think mm-hmm. she's saying that even if it ain't, let's give it a shot. 
Like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. one more time. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like, I'm willing to feel the hurt. I'm willing to go mm-hmm. through whatever the mess is, whatever it may be with you, because you're the one who I want. And like, that's like Kelly. I didn't want kids, but I want kids with you. Um, mm-hmm. I will point out that when Condola said that, people dragged her, but you know, it was Kelly, we'll give her a pass. Um, so, <laughs> um, just saying. But uh, yeah, here, it's not saying like, oh no, like finally we found our way back to each other. It's like, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, what you could get that phone call and end up like Molly in a situation where you don't have that time with the person anymore. So I'm willing mm-hmm. to spend my time trying to figure out if that person is you. And if it's not you, that's just going to have to be what it is. But I'm going right. to try. And so that's why I like this moment. It wasn't so definitive as like, I love you, Lawrence, please. I just we always should have been you. We should have been together forever. Marry yeah. me, Issa. Like, you know, you like, know but that's it's the subtlety you. that I think. Yeah. Like, they, they don't need those words. Well, because this has saying. been, yeah, like years that's, in yeah. the making. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not one of those, like, <laughs> the way you could tell this story in a different, wor- in a different world is that he just proposes. You know, like he just mm-hmm. skips to yeah. all like we've been doing this for five years. Let's, let's stop playing games. I want you exclusive. You know, uh, right. shout out to Mari. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on that day twenty six <laughs> callback. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think for this, it was no. The, the things can get messy and things can be awkward, and we are willing to try. And, exactly, and that's what I want from them. I don't want it to be so neat and pretty that oh, he came over and she's just been waiting on Lawrence this whole time, and that's because that's exactly. not the case, mm-hmm. you know. And so I appreciate this more. I completely agree with that, and it holds in it, and it's why I I compare it, and that's why I'm I'm singling this scene out because to me it's like how can you not put it up up there with you had me at hello or you know right we're kissing in the rain like that i that's that's a perfect point that Chappelle put puts forward because she she says i'm finally willing to find out like i'm i right i don't care if i look crazy i don't care if this this work doesn't work and then we even see as evident by they're still like dating even two years out you know mm-hmm. um so I, I love this. I, I think that's a, a great point there, Chappelle. It was never like we were always meant to be together. F the noise, F everything that happened. It was like we are at the point where we we know there's something here and we need to pursue it to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said, both of you. Love doing this podcast with y'all so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. So two years have, have elapsed, right? Or is it one year? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's one year it, jump. At it's that a point. one year jump one from year here, jump from, but it's, a, it's a two year. years yeah, from exactly. the um, opening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, please correct my math. I did not major in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it unless it's about counting money. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we hear a DJ, um, and we don't really know where we are, but we just kind of hear this DJ, and all of a sudden they say, "Introducing Mr. and Mrs. Tori and Jackson." Because Molly and Torian are married. Yay. 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 We're happy about this. I mean, we're happy again. I was like, all right, (laughs) we've got a wedding here too. I know. We kind of just jam-packed everything. I was like... (laughs) I know. Tiffany's pregnant again. Like, Mm -hmm. um, what did you all... Like, I have to ask this question. What did you all think of Molly's wedding dress? And what did you think of the bridesmaids' dresses? Oh, that wedding dress was fire. Like, I love I love that dress because it was so uni- unique and kind of untraditional. Um, mm-hmm. and it just suited Molly amazingly. So 
when you got unlimited budget and you look like right. a supermodel, you know, you yeah, exactly. That was a beautiful like venue. That. Like, yeah, I can't like, even imagine how much that venue and a, cost. Bridesmaids dresses were amazing as well. Yeah, they were really that, like a a rich red, like almost mm-hmm. like blood red color. They're like very stiff material, though. I think that. That Oscar De La Renta phone call was made, okay? That's Ooh. exactly what happened with, with Molly. She came down then it was, you know, Issa had to make that phone call. Hey, hey, we need, we're doing a wedding. We need to do a big. Oscar said, mm-hmm. I got you. Hold on. We got y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got y'all. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful wedding. It was yeah. a beautiful mm-hmm. wedding. And I love this detail that they, Molly has a table that's dedicated to her mom. Um, mm-hmm. And that made me cry because, um, well, first of all, I want to say that I love the representation of like showing like a quote unquote, like older woman, like Molly's not old by any like sense of uh, stretch of the imagination, but like on TV, like people get married, they're like 20, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you're Mm -hmm. like single and not married past a certain age, you're thought of as like expired milk or something like that. (laughs) So like, it's nice to see like a mature, like adult woman and man get married. And it's like, a no- it's just a normalized thing that happens. Like they found mm-hmm. love when they did and now they're together. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, I thought the table dedication was uh, really poignant and made me tear up because I've always thought like when I get married, I want to have that as well for the people that I've lost in my life that wouldn't be able to be at the wedding, but I know are like shining down on me. So I thought that that was a really pretty, like really like, heartfelt detail to have and to show yeah the table like the table didn't necessarily make me cry like i i understood it it for me it was just watching molly and her father dance and Mm -hmm. just that really because the first thing that came back to my mind was when her mom uh had the had the stroke that they knew about molly's first thing is like what if she doesn't see me Mm -hmm. at my wedding what if she and that was the first thing that kind of resonated me with me when I saw the wedding. And again, that was one of the reasons why I like, I don't want to be sad right now. I want to just be happy for right. Molly. But it is it is a real feeling. Like you said, it, it is something that people really do go through. So it was it was sad, but it was also, you know, it it, it looked it seemed like Molly was still having a good time. They honored her memory the best mm-hmm. they could. Yeah. And she looked she looked beautiful. She was beaming from like the inside out. She was just glowing. Yeah. She had like her wedding day glow. Um, and they, this music, they had fantastic music at this wedding. They got the mm-hmm. Isley brothers. Everybody always has to dance to feels good. It's just mm-hmm. like at a party or a wedding, no matter where you have to dance it, dance to it. It's just a requirement. Um, so essentially, um, Everybody's enjoying like the wedding. St- things are starting to wind down. And this scene really like, you know, got to me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Issa um, is like helping Molly get out of this like very intricate dress that has like a whole corset and all this like uh, laces and buttons. And uh, she asked Molly how she's feeling. And she says that she's just really, really happy. And then Molly thanks Issa for everything that she um, you know, um, has done and for just being her, uh, like for loving Molly says for loving me while, uh, I was me 
And Molly doesn't know where life is going to take them. But as long as Issa is around, she's going to be okay. And Issa says, yeah, me too. And then they both say, I love you. And there's more tears. Um, And then they try to like get over it by being funny because Molly says she's had to pee for three hours. Mm -hmm. So she's finally out of the stress. And uh, she Issa says she'll let Torian take it from here. But that scene was just like so poignant when you talk about the real love story as we have been throughout this entire podcast of the show being Molly and Issa. This scene is just like, you know, again, this scene should go down in like the history of like best friends scenes, in my opinion. Uh yeah, and um this scene was uh Yvonne Orgy's last scene as mm-hmm. Molly. And from what I understand, I think she said on Twitter, um Prentice told her she could go off script and just talk to Issa like how yeah. like from the heart. So this this scene was improv from Yvonne. And that's why both of them were really like those were like real they tears. They were real tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and probably why the reason why only Issa could say like me too, you know, because <laughs> yeah. she's you know, it's so heart heartfelt. So yeah. and they were they Bravo watched the finale together, IRL. Um yeah. Issa Ray and Yvonne Orgy did. So oh, wow. I thought that was like a very sweet, like you know, we'll we'll talk about the like the end like documentary a bit but like it's just really seems like a a supportive working environment where all of these people legitimately care for one another um in real life and like have these bonds and the fact that like these two women um Yvonne Orgy Issa Rae have been through so much together and like really both getting their starts on this show um and now they're like watching the series finale um together you know uh, it's. I just think that's like a beautiful story. It's a love story on screen and off. Um. So it's Issa's birthday now because it's everybody's birthday all the time. Um. And we see Issa go from her red bridesmaid's dress to a red power suit at the block. She's leading a meeting, and she wraps it up. And then we get a literal drive down memory lane of the show, which I thought was like very sweet. She passes the dunes which is an actual place that people like treat like the black Hollywood sign. Essentially they all go take pictures there and she sees Thug Yoda. He's there. He's taking pictures of his daughter because he's only ever been portrayed as like a great father. I I love him so much. Um, They pass all these old parts of Issa's life. We see Frida with her short hair, like working out in front of, we got y'all. There's somebody uh, Lawrence-esque looking who's like leaving the Best Buy, the Rite Aid where (laughs) she and Lawrence fought, like all this stuff. And she finally gets home to this just like gorgeous house that has an island. And (laughs) I'm just very excited about like this home decor. 
Mm. Yeah, in the drive through memory lane, I, I I remember like watching it and thinking like, oh my god, I remember the moment there, or you know, like yeah. there's the dunes where you see Thug Yoda, but you remember how much of the episode actually took place there and how much time Lawrence and Issa just spent on that couch, you know. Right. Um, and then you know when they pass by, we got y'all. We see Frida with the short haircut, but I also mm. noticed that we got y'all still in James. They still got that uh <clears throat> racist logo. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that that is a choice for the show. I mean, um, you know, they had secret white emails. They're not going to know to change the racist <laughs> logo. They're it's Frida. Do it. I have to assume in my in my fan fiction, Frida is the CEO and the owner of the company and the you know everything right now, and so she's running it and making changes. So maybe they're just in progress. Okay. Um, we also saw they passed by Maverick's flat, which I don't know if y'all remember what that was, but that's where Issa first bumped into quote unquote Daniel. So that started oh, her right. as a Boy, cheater. Maverick. What? I, I yeah, that's that. the name of the that's is the name it, of the club. the club. But but oh. the club is closed now, and it's like a different building now. It's like um, mm. it's like a like a like a like a I think what did it say? Um, Nina Rosa. That's what it said. Nina Rosa at the at Maverick Flat. So it's like it's I don't know if it's been gentrified or somebody else just took it. I'm sure it's um, been gentrified. <laughs> yeah. But um, I always noticed the Maverick flat thing because I don't know if y'all know this, but back in the uh, 60s and 70s, that was like the Apollo of the West. And that's where like all oh. these music, music artists got like started in that L.A. area. And so that's why they picked that to start, you know, the series, you know, where that's where she did her open mic and they did Broken Pussy. So <laughs> I, I noticed that immediately. But I still have questions about Frida and these, um, you know, this whole we got y'all thing. You like her haircut? I think it's dope. I think anybody okay. who can pull off a short haircut, I think it's always dope. Um, and yeah, and of course, like you said, out of the right A, we see the blue Best Buy shirt, which is the flag and sigil of Lawrence Hive. <laughs> that is what bonded us all <laughs> as a family. Your, that's your, your standard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we with The Best Buy shirt is what our uh, official emoji is of the Lawrence Hive. And so, man, I was grinning from ear to ear. I said, man, we come a long way. Look at Lawrence. He <laughs> really has come a long way. This house my goodness, like, yes, he has a child, but he also has this house that has like an island and like that gorgeous furniture and those beautiful stairs. I'm just, I don't know, I was very excited. They've got like Black the Sub Zero fridge with like mm-hmm. the little pull out freezer. Oh, it just made me so happy. Black women love a kitchen island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mari, like, look at this beautiful Mari house. Mari's frozen. Uh, oh, but she's like, look frozen. at this. Yeah, but she's like, look at this island. This house is so beautiful, and this island, and this island again. I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, did y'all see that island? <laughs> island. Wait, islands and garden tubs got black women in a blender for the rest of their lives. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> you can do so many things structurally in a kitchen that is made like that. It's just beautiful. Like, right. You, 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 need an, you have you need like the two sinks too. You got like the regular sink and then you oh got my the vegetable gosh. sink. Too. Yes, the two and sinks. The- <laughs> and the only to be eclipsed by like the two sinks in the bathroom. Right. With just enough the space. You, mm. you got like the little um door that pulls out in the bathroom that like is a laundry chute that goes down <laughs> like your clothes. Oh my gosh. I could talk about the interior design that I imagine this house to have for a very long time. Right. No one Stay wants t- to hear about that. <laughs> Stay tuned for our coverage of Selling Tampa. This is Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I noticed the big the big house as well. Um, but it was fun to see Issa and Lawrence and Ja all like as one big happy family. Like, um, 
He's like, hey, Issa. And they're, ha- they're celebrating her birthday. They made her a cape. John decorated it. Kind of. Yeah, it kind of says Issa. <laughs> right. But this was all it's fun like, for me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but look at them, right? And this nice Elijah's so big and he's so cute. Yeah, that's a grown man. This he is, is child huge. Is old. Mm, I was like, okay, he could he can file taxes now, so like he needs to be at. Exactly. I hope he has a job. And yeah. you can tell that that Elijah and uh, Issa have a really good relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. she's genuinely happy to see him when when you know when she gets home to this beautiful home with an island in the kitchen. Yes. And she, you know, talks about like eating some of the cake now, having dessert before. One of my personal favorites is having dessert before dinner. Um, for whatever reason, sweets make me hungry. I don't get it. I'm wired wrong. <laughs> um, but I enjoy having dessert before dinner. Um, and he wa- he knows what kind of ice cream he wants and all that kind of thing. So, Yeah. Then we get the classic shot of Issa in the mirror. She's applying um, lip products and we see the ring. She's got a ring on. And yeah. there's no mirror bitch. No mirror bitch. Mirror bitch is not there. And some have said, Mari said this, but some have said mm-hmm. it's because she's no longer insecure. But I don't think that's true. Uh, I think it's more like she's secure in her insecurities, right? Like people mm-hmm. can be insecure, but be okay with that. You know, yeah. you can know that, like, you made the choices that you made and you're not second guessing yourself. You're not looking in your mirror asking what could have been, what should be, what, you know, what could go wrong. You're just in the moment living life and enjoying yourself and having a good time and and kind of taking life for what it is, as opposed to questioning everything. Uh, Molly mm-hmm. even says throughout this episode that she's a person who used to question things. Sometimes you just got to, like, right. go with what you think, you know, just go with it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think this this is like. This is Issa's growth. You know, she no longer needs to consult the person in the mirror to figure things out. She just kind of, you know, tackles things as they come in front of her and she doesn't uh, put herself in a position where she needs the mirror bitch. Um, but na, na, you know na, what? Na, 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 na. <laughs> exactly. It would sound way better if I weren't I so hor- like I cannot talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look. It's time so to make the change, change for the rest of my life. They're going to cancel the podcast. I'm oh, it's the last the one. Podcast. Oh, wait. It's the last it one. It's too late. <laughs> Come get us. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> Stop you know, us I didn't. Can. I didn't even peep the engagement ring, probably because I'm a man. So, because uh, oh, I don't no. notice well, that kind of stuff. I am a man as well because the person <laughs> well, who pointed this out was Mari. <laughs> well, no, I got that she was engaged after a little bit after that. It just, um, I think it was based off of uh, what Lawrence said. Oh, no, it was what she said with Molly. So when Molly does make the phone call and they're talking, uh, Molly says like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, to- you know, these men, when you go on vacation, they suck. Torian won't stop following me around. And, yeah. she- and Issa <laughs> says, is that what I have to look forward to? Exactly. And like, oh, they're engaged. I, well. I still missed it. I no, just thought of like, now me. we're together. We can go on vacations. I right. you know <laughs> two times I watched this and the only person who caught this the ring was Mari the whole time. Yeah. I missed well I only watched it once, but I definitely missed the ring, but I saw the I got the engagement eventually. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back and look because I would like to see the ring. I would oh, like yeah. to to know oh. what kind of cut it is. 
Um, oh no, it's it's very blurry. So the way they do it is that she's putting on um the the lip liner or something, right? Or, it's or not make, liner. Uh, it's more of a gloss, I think. Yeah, what, whatever she putting on her mouth. Um, <laughs> they um like again, I I, I am a man, <laughs> but and a and a not well rounded or uh, evolved one at that. So I yep. missed so certain things. <laughs> um, I'm sure the the better men than me pointed caught it very quickly, but I did not, and can point out what type of makeup that would, but I could not. Um, but. But yeah, okay. so she's, it's okay. She's, You're getting there. She's, she's applying the make the face stuff, and uh, you kind of catch a glimpse of the blurry ring on her hand, but it's not in mm. focus. So it's not like well, we that's get very sad. Right? We don't like, get. To see I would it. like to see the ring. Some people were complaining that they were robbed of the engagement, like they missed the proposal, and I was, I was like, we don't need mm. all that. We only had thirty minutes, y'all. Come on, yeah. man. We had forty-one. Yeah, um, but I did not need to see a proposal. I figured nope. one would be imminent. I. Don't even need them to get married. They're just, you know, they're going to be together forever. So, like, you know, it's really right. Um, and it just warms my heart that Issa finally just decided to just woman up and just propose to that man. You know, just, just finally just what? get down on one knee. <laughs> Wait, that's you not how just, y'all envision it. No, y'all, y'all did. Well, I mean, because in my and in, in my mind, since we didn't tell see us it, your I head cannon, I, I, I thought we all it. assumed that Issa finally just, you know. What do they say? Uh, put, put on your big girl draws and, and just and just yeah, the they question. definitely say that. <laughs> <laughs> she popped the question. She finally said, "You know what? I'm tired of playing games, Lawrence. You know, uh-huh. you have me at a low. You know, think that's what happened. <laughs> you had me at coffee <laughs> <laughs> onto the floor, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, and so I just assumed that she finally decided that she was ready to commit, and he said yes." Yes, a thousand times yes. And now, you know, I know the people out there are screaming and they're so happy for Issa. And I too am happy that Issa realized that there's nothing better for her out there. It's just Lawrence. It's always been Lawrence. Um, Lawrence <laughs> is day one. Issa, as try as she might, she cannot escape the hive. Lawrence wins. From a three to one deficit. I mean, he went from literally having <laughs> he a really was a, at the bottom. He rid it from having a ghetto ass fight at somebody's going away party to getting the girl of his dreams to be a, a stepmama to his child. Look at Lawrence. <laughs> the crowd goes wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, look if at you him. Also so see the like growth. pure joy, the look of pure joy. And just, just put, contentment he, on Chappelle's face right now. He just put us through so much, you know? I just really thought, like, last <laughs> podcast, I was like, what are we going to do? You being ghetto, you going outside. But, again, <laughs> Chad's impact. The book of Chad <laughs> said, you fight for that woman and you're going to get her. And that's what he did. He physically fought for her, but so that was probably not what we did. That <laughs> yeah, much. that probably wasn't great. <laughs> it's the energy behind it. You know, mm. you see it, you the want intention. it. Go get it. Go get that woman. And he got to look at Lawrence. You go, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mari, do you have any thoughts on uh, on Kitchen Islands? Um, Wait. <laughs> 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 Mari, Mari, on a scale of one to ten, how important are Kitchen Islands to you as a black woman? But specifically as a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, specifically? Specifically um, as a, a black lot. woman. <laughs> you missed yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they're great and all. I do not have one. I when I no, chose my house, we went with a galley kitchen, unfortunately. Mm, but um okay. we'll see. Maybe one day one day I'll knock over, I'll knock a wall out. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> very important to my mother and like my as friend. a black woman. Yeah, yeah, We like to get into the race relations of it all. On this I do. The dual sinks, the the sub zero fridge. Oh just my God. The garden, yeah, the garden I, I need a dual. I I need a dual sink. Like I that I plan to do a lot of remodeling to my yeah, kitchen, and that will be definitely one of them because. Ugh. When I when I buy my first house, like you know, I look for my next apartment, even or condo. I'm I'm putting up a picture of this on my mood board. Like it's just it's just fantastic, and I I really can't say enough about this house. But like, it is a nice house. It's yeah. a really nice house. Like, yes, you marry the man who has that house. He has a child, yeah. but like he is a great dad. He, you know, you and Condola. It's been proven get along mm-hmm. really well. You were like really good friends before all of this stuff started happening with Lawrence in the past. So, you right. know, I'm sure everything is great there and she seems to really be enjoy being a stepmom. Yeah. And I, I, I really like this um, part here. I, at first I was like, who is that? Talk about somebody getting big. I was like, what? John? And I, I really had to start like calculating on my fingers. Like, I guess he's close to four now or something yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Okay. I'll allow it, I guess. Um, but this was really cute. Kind of, Issa came from the blow CC. Um, and she <laughs> she drove all the way to her nice, beautiful home while reminiscing. And I mean, and it's it's what we said uh, what we said earlier. Like it can work. Like step parenting and all of that can work. You know, as long as the you know the two parents, actual parents, have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, are cordial, can co-parent, effectively. can communicate. Yeah. Yeah, like it is, it's fine for somebody to be step parents. There are amazing step parents out there mm-hmm. who, who step in and, and help create a community for a child. Yes. You know, so I, I know everybody's like, hey, you said don't deserve to be a step parent, but it's like, it's okay, guys. It is okay. <laughs> yes. There are many ways to make people. a family, people. Yeah. And it's yeah. okay. Like if it's, if it's okay with Issa, then it should be okay with y'all. That's exactly. Right. That's how I feel about it. She's not the stepmama. She's the mama that stepped up. You know, and we oh, appreciate yeah. that. For her. <laughs> that We're was, happy for her. I guess <laughs> that sure. was a stretch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just um, saying, I'm happy that Issa finally decided to grow up and and, and take this man and his child and, and be a, 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 in a happy relationship. You go, Issa. You finally did it. Yeah, I would like to mm-hmm. see the ring. That's all I'm saying. And the and the bathroom. I would like to see more of the <laughs> the garden <laughs> tub. <laughs> the garden tub. Um, so then we get the lift is almost there because they're going out to dinner. Um, and then Molly calls from some amazing destination in Greece, or at least mm. like L.A. doubling for Greece. Mm. Um, and she says uh, essentially that uh, Torian has broken her pussy. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back around. <laughs> comes full circle. Comes full <laughs> circle. And um, the, yeah, the episode ends with Khalees's uh bossy, bossy. plan, which is the which is the uh the instrumental to broken pussy. Yes, so exactly. It it's it really is full circle. And yeah. that's the end of the episode. Yeah, but also hasn't Mo- Molly's been trying to get out of the country for like 
so many for seasons. Years. Remember? Yeah, her and Issa were supposed to go to Morocco. That didn't work out. I know she did go to some island. She she's she, been to a few she islands. She went to like Hawaii yeah, left right, a couple with, times. Um, with yeah. Andrew. Is that his name? Yeah, and then she yeah. went she went by herself one time because she had the, yeah. like the beach bay. Yeah, but yeah. she's a traveler resort. But yeah. yeah, but this it seems like this is she finally got uh, across the pond here and <laughs> didn't see any of it because she'd been yeah. in the bedroom. But can we just do we point out that like um Mirabitch was gone when Issa mm-hmm. was putting on her lip yes. product? Yeah. Yeah. Um, silence for the first time here. So it, it's just amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I peeped Santorini in the background when I seen Molly Santorini, Ash this yeah, on. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh, good for you. Oh, flex, light flex. Sure. You see it. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, Santorini. I preferred Athens, but that's fine, I guess. Oh, I hate Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, you, when they play bossy, though, like, it, <laughs> those chords, like, I know. synonymous <laughs> with this show. I just like, I I don't have ringtones, but I kind of want it as my ringtone again because it exactly. just it just stirs something that that is the insecure theme song. The, yes, the, that is it, and it was just yeah. so amazing. We ended on Issa's birthday. I mean, we didn't end in the Ethiopian restaurant like I wanted. No, not at Mercado, but <laughs> but, but it was we got Issa and Molly. It was all about Issa and Molly. It ended on Issa's birthday. Lawrence redeemed himself. Um, yeah, you remember actually remembering mm-hmm. um, and making it a good one, and the ring on her finger. So it was just which I would like to see. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I it really was. It it it's just one of those things. I this show really meant a lot to me specifically. I know Latanya said it at the beginning of the the show, but I just would like to say like, um, and and I said it a little bit last week, but. Thinking about some, I think also somebody tweeted like, think about where you were in, in 2016 when this show first premiered, and think about where you're you are now five years yeah. later once you follow the show. And it's just like, you know, it's sometimes your life can mir- mirror the characters. Maybe it didn't, but either way, there's growth. Like you grew with them, mm-hmm. and like I've said before, I said last last week. I can remember where I was when I watched basically every episode when I went back and rewatched it. And this truly was a, 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 just a, um, generation defining show. Somebody said, is this, if this is on the, the Mount Rushmore of black TV shows. And everybody's like, well, what's the other three? That was yeah. the debate. <laughs> Hold on, Mari. Hold on, Mari. Don't just don't run from it now. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Here's the assignment, Mari. What you got? Um, I, well, for me, like I'm gonna say, for me, I can yeah. tell you, for me, a lot of people are gonna put Cosby Show on there. I will not, only because I did not grow up with the Cosby Show. I, I was fine with. It. I did not watch it. So for me, I it wish was, that that was the case for me because it's just been so spoiled <laughs> well i it, it just never my my bag you know i it wasn't my bag uh so um insecure living single mm. um girlfriend girlfriends <laughs> yeah and then oh what's the last one I don't know. Okay. I, that's hard. The last it's one hard. was hard for me. Um, maybe. Oh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yes. Oh, I was okay. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. there it is. I yeah. was going to go way back and say the Jeffersons mm-hmm. because that was like that was like a big part of like why black TV shows are like exist today. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that theme song is almost unmatched. Um, <laughs> like it's just an earwig and like it really, it was honestly one of the best parts of Lovecraft country <laughs> uh, was hearing, it was like seeing um, that character dance to moving on up. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of other like classic shows that could be on there. Like two, two seven was like a really big one for me and like introduced me to queen King. Um, Martin could go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, throw in some family matters or something like oh, that, right. you know, make it spicy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, sister, sister, you know, sister, that's just, oh, maybe I, oh, that's I never knew how much I missed you. Right. Um, like, you know, like we had some good things in there and I think they go like they since they're not as serious, I think Insecure touches on serious topics probably better than all of those shows, honestly. Yeah. Um like don't get me wrong, they all approach them, but like I don't think that any of them handle the the nuance to certain things that Insecure does um in such a short time frame, you know. And, yeah. You know, uh so I think Insecure is probably one of the best if not, you know, one of the best solid shows all around. Yeah. Um but yeah, but like between like like I said, sister sister, even like shows like Smart Guy, you know, like I was like smart. I was like a smart Alex Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, or, or even recently is stuff like Blackish, you know, like so we have our shows. Everybody mm-hmm. hates Chris was something that I always thought everybody was, uh, was Chris, underrated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody so, hates Chris is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it's good. so underrated. The Boondocks. Does that count mm. as a sitcom? Stop it. Come on. Let me really, no. let me have this one thing. There's okay. just too many. <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> and, Are you gonna use my quotes against me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that was a fun little exercise. Um, yeah. we're gonna have to keep uh, uh, like thinking about it. Yeah, later. let us know if you yeah. guys uh, what your Mount Rushmore of black sitcoms yeah. are. This dialogue should not end just because. Insecure is gone, by the way. Like, yeah, I, I, I'll talk more about this when we're wrapping up. But um, it has been really an honor to be able to talk about this show on this network at Post mm-hmm. Show Recaps with the like with Mari with Chappelle. It that in and of itself is a bit of a cultural reset in terms of like our small community of Post Show Recaps. Because mm-hmm. we're the first all black crew to ever discuss a TV show and mm-hmm. it on post show recaps. And it is a one of like the TV shows that has changed the way Hollywood functions yeah. and the way that television shows work for black people. It is like humanized us um, and it has made us like seem like ordinary, regular people, as like Issa Rae would say. Um, to the rest of the world. And you can't deny that, like, a lot of the mess that was, like, the uh, in this show could have been handled so much worse. Like, mm-hmm. the, yes. the men were written differently than any other men, Black men I've seen on television. Like, you're allowed to be dragged, but you're allowed to, like, have your space. Like, there's time and space for your feelings, your thoughts, your, like, mental health care journey. Things like that. Like mm-hmm. there's there's time and space for black men to redeem themselves. 
And then mm-hmm. there's not been women characters like this that have been so represented. It's just something that like this conversation will not and should not stop just because the show is no longer on air because I think that Insecure is going to be for a very long time the gold standard by which every other black TV show is judged or uh, just yeah. TV show generally. Um, I, I completely agree with that. So with that, Chappelle, do it for us one last time. What mm-hmm. were the needle drops that stood out to you and the most stood out to you the most in the last ever episode of Insecure? Um, okay, yeah. So I kind of glossed over the last uh music corner because I was like, look, we were moving very quickly, and you know, y'all heard the songs. But on this one, mm-hmm. there was a lot of songs here because they use songs to transition between each birthday. So they kept pulling mm-hmm. birthday songs out of nowhere, Which right? Is very so, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was very cool. Um, Glock Peaceful by Mariba, uh, Gravity by Brent Fires and uh Tyler Creator is another good one. Uh Birthday, ooh. By DJ Chose, put a pin in that. Uh, birthday bitch by Trap Beckham. Eat the cake uh, by TT the artist. Uh, happy birthday to you by Steve Black. Ratchet happy birthday. Drake's worst song uh, was on this <laughs> as well. Um, the catch up. Not a good song. It's such a bad song. Live your best life, also known as Do It Like It's My Be Day by Jocelyn the Puerto Rican princess. Uh, <laughs> Distance by Yeba, which is Issa Rae's uh, favorite song of 2021, her most mm-hmm. listened to most song. Listened her, to. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the wedding songs for The Love of You by the Isley Brothers, Feel Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. And um, then we got Rose in the Dark. And we, of course, end the uh, episode with Bossy, a.k.a. Broken Pussy <laughs> Instrumental. Um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, of all those songs, I mean, they're all great songs except for the Drake song. Uh, but <laughs> DJ, <laughs> can we talk about DJ Chose for just a second? Now, I'm going to personalize Insecure a lot for me really quickly. Um, DJ Chose is a rapper slash DJ producer um, who I actually know. And uh, mm. Insecure in has a uh, actually brought into uh, the picture a couple people that I know. So uh, thinking back to the early seasons where Lawrence was dating Tasha, um, the the actress Dominique Perry and I went to college together. We went to Prairie View A&M what? together mm. and she was a Black Fox uh, dancer while I was in the band. So I actually know of her. And then DJ Chose she and I were gorgeous at- in real life. Yes. And uh, she also posted a video of her crying um, after the episode and then posted a video of her being a thug and getting it back together. So that was pretty cool. But DJ Chose and I also went to Prairie View at the same time. And so when I tell you Prairie View Nation was freaking out because DJ Chose was on Insecure, I'm telling you, this was such a great thing for us. Uh, We were so excited for him uh, and for him coming so long, uh, so far, because I I remember when he was just making songs that we were listening to on campus. And so, uh, yeah, if you don't know DJ Chose, get into it because he's so dope. Prairie View's own. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's still in the Houston area as of right now, but he's got so many ridiculously ratchet songs. and I love every last one of them. Uh, but seeing him make it to Insecure, it definitely made me smile from ear to ear. And so um, for the Music Corner, highlight DJ Chose, but check out all of those um, artists and songs. Especially that Yabba song because uh, she was singing. Uh, but that mm, ends yeah. the music corner. That's all I have. And um, that's in for me personalizing this show that has nothing to do with, uh, with me, but also means a lot to me. Great job, as always. I love you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Corner. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So we're almost there, folks. Uh, just got to like be thorough, I think. 
Um, just it's the last episode. I'm sorry. I, I mm-hmm. my outline's a little long, but if you're still listening, thank you. Um, so this 41 minute episode had a lot of ground to cover. They said that they wrote three or four scripts before choosing to do this one in the end. So here's the big question that everyone is going to ask, but that has special meaning for me because it's a gymnastics reference and gymnastics, unapologetically, my favorite sport. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The college season is about to start in January and I am losing my mind. If it gets canceled because of Omicron, I'm leaving. I don't know where I'm going. But right, I'm you ain't going nowhere. We in the house. You ain't going nowhere. Stop <laughs> in the house. it. Yeah, I'm going in the house. to a different room of my home. Exactly. So, um, does this series finale stick the landing? Mari? I think it does. I think it did everything that uh, we thought it would. And I think it, it didn't like... Um, there is no How I Met Your Mother, no Game of Thrones here. I think if anything, the finale made me want to go back and watch the series. And mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing you can do. If your series finale makes you want to go back and be like, well, where were the subtle signs? Like, I kind of want to go back to when Torian came into the picture and see if there was any sparks there that I didn't see that Latanya apparently saw, you know? I want to go back and I want to see, I want to chart the, the differences in tone with, with Issa and Mirabit when Issa is at her lowest and when Issa is at her highest. Um, so I think this did, I think this did a, a fabulous job and I think it actually will be better on a binge rewatch. I think, I think binging this season with the mm-hmm. series finale is going to make it feel so much better. Yeah. Uh, especially with the time jumps is going to make it make a little bit more sense. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I This definitely stuck the landing. Tins, tins. Tens across Tens the board. Across the board. <laughs> Chappelle, stick the landing, um, or is there a little shuffle of the feet? Nah, they they did it. I have no complaints. Okay. Again, I enjoyed the entire season, the entire series. I have no complaints. People were saying, "Oh, this is boring." Blah blah. blah. Whatever. I don't care. I disagree, <laughs> uh, and that's okay. We all can. They, we all are entitled to our opinions. Y'all are just wrong. But yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that this is uh, a good ending. I think people are lo- like generally happy about this. And I think that's not something you see from a series finale of television shows um, very often right. anymore. Um, exactly. You, men- you mentioned Girlfriends on the Mount Rushmore, and it's one of those shows that probably should have ended earlier so that they could have stuck yeah, the landing. But because of like... Yeah, but because of like legal issues, people were leaving the show and all this other stuff. And so it got messy toward the end. This was mm-hmm. starting the cast with who you started with and ending it with who you started with, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is the best kind of show for me. Like, you you have the story, it's told, and it ends. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm. They they always say, like, for, like, the perfect show length is about five seasons. Yes. So this, this, uh, this is perfect. You go out on top, you don't want to fade away. Exactly. Yeah. So, for me, we've talked about this throughout most quotable episode of television that I've seen in a very long time. So what was your favorite quote from the episode, Mari? Um, it's really hard. Um, but I, I just have to go back to Amal and Kelly because <laughs> we don't get much from Amal, but at least we get a shady Kelly moment mm-hmm. and I was here for it. Um, yeah, that's, that, I have to go with that. Um, <laughs> funky, <laughs> said, you are you proud of that? 
Are you proud of that? <laughs> <laughs> no response. Not 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 cup out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just perfect television. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chappelle, what about you? Your fave quote of the episode. Yeah, it was the nobody was doubting me except for me mm-hmm. and Kelly and yeah. all. Like that is (laughs) because a lot of times these things are in your own head and you've created these barriers for yourself and you just got to get out your own way. And so Mm -hmm. that's why that's my quote. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we have gotten to the end. Did you all watch the documentary? No, we have a chance. We couldn't. It, It came on tonight, didn't it? No, it was like one of those things that you could find like underneath. Like if you're on the HBO Max app and you go to the episode, the last episode, and they have like the wind down, like underneath, it was like underneath there with the wind down. Mm. Oh, so you you watched it? I did. I watched it today before I rewatched the final episode. Why did I thought it said that it was like premiering today, like Monday at 10 p.m.? It did. It did premiere today. It did. No, I mean earlier. (laughs) I mean, it. I, I. I just know that that's where I found it, where I normally like look for the wind down because I mm-hmm. I wanted to rewatch both the episode and the wind down. And I was like, oh, it's just right here. It just popped oh. up. Maybe maybe it sh- it was on HBO at 10 p.m. but ex- exclusive for the HBO Max. Like you could watch maybe. it whenever. Yeah, that well, makes sense. Well, well Tanya, what were your takeaways from the documentary? Yeah. Well, it was. I thought. So the, the last of these types of documentaries that I saw was the Game of Thrones one. And I, I hated that documentary so much because I expected it to be something that it was not like I expected it to be like an in-depth look at like how the show is made and like interviews with the actors. And we barely saw the actors. We just saw them like at a table read for a little mm. while. And then we saw like how they make snow or like, how they do CGI and like some of that stuff is cool, but it just like the way it was marketed was not, we did not get what we were promised in the same way that that like finale of that series <laughs> did not deliver the prince that was promised or anything that was promised. So what did the white horse mean? What did it mean? What did it mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, let's not even go there. Like I can't, um, but one of the things that really stuck out to me, aside from them doing all of the raps, um, you know, like a series rap on like each person, um, mm-hmm. uh, like I think one of the last, the last thing that was shot was actually the first scene of the episode. Um, right. And so, you know, um, uh, Nathan, who is he played by again? Uh I mean, well, Nathan, yeah, (laughs) Nathan, like real human counterpart. Um, (laughs) Kendrick Sampson, Kendrick Sampson, uh, wrote like a basically a a little poem for Issa um, when it was his rap time, and it was like really poignant. And he was just like saying that there can be no revolution without art, and he pointed out all of the the things that this show has done differently and how it's a part of the revolution. Like you made um, the opportunity for two like black women, like dark skinned black women to like show their friendship um, and how it grew over the course of like, you know, the series. And that's a revolution. You gave like big girls their due and that's a revolution, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And that was like really sweet that he wrote all of that out. 
mm-hmm. increasingly going through like it's a series wrap for X, Y, and Z. It just got more and more like emotional. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also because like the person who was doing it each time was just sobbing <laughs> throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, the thing that I really took away was like the impact of this show. So one of the, um, the segments that they did was about the opportunities that this show has given to like first timers in the industry and the stats that they gave are pretty amazing. So in five seasons, there are eight first time directors giving the opportunity to direct their first episode of television. Seven writers have gone on to get their own overall deals, uh, from being in the insecure writing room. Six. Yeah. Six of the writers. Uh, have become showrunners post insecure. Mm. They've uh, like broke into like brand new, essentially, or like, you know, kind of unknown costume designers. Um, there is a brand new director of photography who came on for season two, um, who had never directed any photography for television before. And um, Issa Rae just kind of like summed it up in terms of, what she hopes the show was able to do, which was showing black people's humanity and regularness. Mm. Um, so like all of that. And then just like watching Issa Rabe just go like, absolutely break down when they did the series rap for Prentice Penny. Um, it was, it was a lot. They like, they showed, all of the different, um, like the hair and makeup, like all of the natural hairstyles that like Issa had throughout the years, they did like a bunch of pictures of those, which I thought were really pretty. And like some of those hairstyles are so intricate, mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, it, it was just like a, I recommend that you watch it. I think it's only about an hour long. Um, it's pretty emotional, but I learned a lot about the show and the fact that like the people on the show, you know, they auditioned for like different roles. Lawrence was only supposed to be in like the first episode. Like he kind of had the like Aaron Paul um, thing where he was like supposed to be in Breaking Bad for one episode and die. And then they liked him so much that they kept writing for him. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, like Jay Ellis basically read for Daniel and he, then he also read for Lawrence and we got a call back. He didn't ask who, which part, um, they were calling him back for, so he went in ready to read for Daniel, but they wanted him for Lawrence. Um, t- uh, Tiffany Seals uh, originally read for, can't remember her name, but the woman at the bank that uh, Lawrence Tasha. ends up with. Tasha. Tasha. <laughs> um, but like, you know, Tasha was described as like, um, like a hood beauty. And Tiffany Seals was like, I, that is not me. Like I know Amanda myself. Seals. Sorry, Amanda Seals. Thank mm. you. I, I know myself and I know that it's not me. Um, I did not have curves. And then they were like, okay, well we also need like this, um, like Ivy league kind of like light skinned girl. And she's like, well, I can do that. Cause I am that. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was just all of the characters just like, and the people behind the scenes, just showing how much they love each other. Even like after like six years, of, of yeah. doing this show was just really great. So it looked good. I, I planned on watching. I just got confused. I, I was. I thought it didn't come on till tonight. So that's good to know. Yeah, sounds like me and Mari oh. got some homework to do. Got exactly. <laughs> I have another podcast to talk about. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Okay. So the last thing that we'll talk about before we um get to like 
um, you know, our plugs and everything, unless there's something else that you all want to say, um, is feedback. Um, and if like, after we do feedback, um, if you all have like a message or whatever that you want to say about like the show or the show's impact on you or whatever, then, you know, we'll do that. But let's do a little feedback. Um, first of all, thank you all so much for the fantastic feedback that you've sent in over the course of the run. Um, mm-hmm. Chappelle reading all of that feedback that was just like on um, iTunes was so great and just made us feel wonderful. Um, I did not check iTunes because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the, I have feedback from the people of the Discord. Um, so we thank you all so much for uh, choosing to take this ride with us. And really, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for listening and for sending in your feedback. So let's get into it. Um, Deidre, Miss D of the Discord, and also a fellow Northwestern Wildcat alum, wrote, I'm really going to miss this show. This show was so refreshing to watch five years ago when I was in my mid-20s and trying to figure shit out. Going through a lot of the same shit as Issa, Molly, Kelly, Tiffany. This show more than almost any other show really did a phenomenal job showing just how much of an up and down struggle it is to, and can be to get your life together. The most famous gift from this show is really what it's all about. Um, and then there was um, the gift was uh, Kelly saying growth. <laughs> so that was really good. Um, so thank you for that D. Then um, this was funny. Uh, in a text, Brooklyn Zed said, Molly would never take that man's last name. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was, thought that was funny. Um, Marissa G, who is also one of our patrons on the Discord, wrote, I don't know if there's a show out there that explored friendship like Insecure. I really enjoyed it for that aspect. This series spanned most of my 30s, and I have been able to relate and find parts to relate to in this show where were little gifts when I needed them. It was also like I got to go to L.A. every week (laughs) during the series, and that was cool, too. I am going to miss this show, and I am excited to see what's created next by Issa Rae and company, as well as those who were inspired by her. Mm. Very same, Marissa. Yes, definitely, Marissa. Yeah. Great point. Good point. And then the final piece of feedback that I have is from Don, also of the Discord, who wrote, I am sure I don't have to ask, but thoughts on Issa's final, for the show, relationship. I can't wait to hear that conversation. We've had it. I just wanted to read this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just now watched the last two episodes. I loved how they wrapped up the main character storylines with growth for everyone. Yep. Yep. I I agree. Thank you, Don, for asking. And we have talked about that a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, we do have one, uh, iTunes Mm -hmm. review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Gina boo, who says, Gina boo, Gina boo, (laughs) who says, uh, I love, I love it here. Uh, (laughs) is the subject line. Honestly, I love this podcast. Anything with Chappelle and or Mari, I'm going to listen to. I actually binged all the seasons in order to listen to this. And now I'm a huge Latanya fan. I love that. I love that much like the show. I either agree with everything said or yell my opposing (laughs) thoughts at them. (laughs) 
There's something to be said about relatable people talking about a relatable show. Sad this in soon and hope to hear all three of them, plus the guest hosts, discussing something else in the future. Shout out to Thank Gina Boo. Yeah, Gina, that was so sweet. <laughs> we, we, have to, we do have to thank the people who like stepped in to guests on the show. Asia, um, Amon, Asia, Bryce, Amon, Sasha, Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. Like, yes. Just uh, really a cavalcade of stars. <laughs> <laughs> we brought in the heavy hitters for this yes. one. I was so excited. Thank y'all so much for answering my DMs. Because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't wait to get y'all on. Y'all are amazing. And this has been a great time. Yep. Anything else you all want to say about the show before we wrap it up? Nah, no, nope, I'm tapped out. Yeah, yeah. I, I am too, but it's been a, a wonderful journey. I'm so glad I can take it with you both. And and like the people said, you hear the people, the people want more. Your move <laughs> post show recaps. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. Goblet has been thrown. <laughs> right. So if you have not given us a five star review yet, there's still time. The podcast yes. is still going to be up. Go check out Insecure, the post show recaps, and give us a five star review. And in your review, make sure you say, Hey, why don't they cover more stuff? Make them cover more stuff. And then we'll be back. We will be back to cover more stuff, but you got to demand it. So thank y'all for the feedback, but don't stop now. Tell your friends. Yeah. (laughs) Tell your friends. Got to demand it. Come and support us at any level on our Patreon as well. Um, Honestly, you'll get the opportunity to talk to the three of us, um, like via text, obviously, about uh, um, on the Discord, about like, not just insecure, but just like anything that we might be watching or working on um, for post-show recaps. Um, and that is great. Just go to patreon.com slash post-show recaps. You can support us at any level um, and it makes it possible for us to continue doing podcasts like this to make it possible for me and Mari and Chappelle to reunite and cover something else wonderful um so finally let's wrap it up okay mari what are you Mm -hmm. up to tell us anything you're working on and where we can find you well i am currently unemployed now Uh, (laughs) no i'm i'm kidding y'all okay that got real for a second (laughs) right no no no. uh yeah we're ending insecure here so i'll no longer be here um me and matt we will be coming back with the wrestling half up uh soon again just follow uh follow me on twitter at mari talks too much that's too like the number two to figure out when we come back um but other than that you know i'm just chilling it's you know it's a break it's that winter break that that um week in between christmas and uh new year's mm-hmm. where we're just waiting for the shows to come back so i can talk more i can't talk about shows that aren't on so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. looking forward to the amazing race looking forward to rupaul's drag race coming back looking forward to celebrity big brother so uh bachelor is coming back so uh yeah i once the shows come back i will too just follow me to figure out where i'm at yeah, and subscribe to the RHAP feeds to catch up with all the things Mari's doing. You got to subscribe yes. to the um, the Rehap Ups feed or subscribe to, uh, subscribe to Rob Has a Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And then when Mari drops something, you will be notified. Thank you so much, Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> no all problem. Right. With that, Chappelle, where can the people find you? 
Man, y'all, I'm down to my last podcast, too. Um, <laughs> this, this week marks the end of Insecure, but this also marks the end of me and Sasha Joseph covering uh, Never Have I Ever Aww. on Silent Podcast until mm-hmm. season three drops of Never Have I Ever. So for a while, I will be taking a yachtist from that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still here. I, every week, Rob Sassanino and I are talking about Netflix shows on Nothing But Netflix. Subscribe to Nothing But Netflix wherever you get your podcast, or subscribe to Rob Has a Podcast, and you will see the Nothing But Netflix um, sh- uh, podcast as they drop. Uh, this week, we talked about Don't Look Up, the uh, <laughs> yep. um, star yeah. study, I would say, of uh, a movie that just dropped on Netflix. And I think next week, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do. So if you have any feedback or you want to make a suggestion for that, you can always follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show, and just tweet me and say, hey, this is what I want to hear. Or you can leave a review on the podcast as well, five stars only, but leave a five-star review and say, hey, this is coming out. This is on Netflix. I think y'all should talk about it, and we will. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. You know, uh, I feel like a little weight is off my back right now because of all the uh, podcasting that I, the little break I'm going to get from all the podcasting. But pretty yeah. soon, I too will be ready to talk about Celebrity Big Brother and all kinds of other reality TV shows on Rob Has a Podcast. And if Post Show Recaps will have me, I will be back to talk about The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead this spring when they return as well. I would like to talk to you about um, the power of the dog on Nothing But Netflix. So. No. <laughs> just, I, I have nothing except um, Netflix. Except, yeah. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at LK Starks. You can find me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. I really do need to like up my Instagram game. It's just that I stay in the house a lot and like, what am I going to take pictures of? The, the plant. Um, but you can also soon catch me resuming my duties covering Dexter New Blood with one Josh Wiggler. Um, just a ridiculous concoction of a show that is managing to work. Um, and starting very soon, I will be working with the great Mike Bloom and DM Philly on The Book of Boba Fett, which is Disney Plus's latest st- show in the Star Wars universe. The preview show is already out. You can check out the post recap, post show recaps feed for that. And we will be recording our takes on the first episode this Wednesday. So our plan is to uh, watch the episodes when they come out on Wednesday in the morning and then in the afternoon cover them so we can get you piping hot takes on a show that I can't believe exists, um, but I am happy to talk about. So thank you all so much for taking this journey with us. And for supporting us as well as we have covered the final season of Insecure. Take care, everybody, and have a great night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.